Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt. Hello, I am Eastside. I'm Braun Breaker. This is Wrestle Boys 2.0. Hell yeah, we got a famous person on this season. Yeah. Hey, I made Zach stop watching the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back uh, from the ashes of um, recaps. Uh, we're not like doing the that Phoenix, shit anymore. We rise from the ashes. Yeah, I was gonna write a whole thing out and like dramatically read it, and then I didn't do it because I've been painting my house. Yeah, and then once I start watch re- watching a lot more wrestling again, recaps will be back on the feed. Just yeah, I kind of stopped watching when I said I was gonna start like doing a <laughs> recap show. It's bad timing like, on my part. No, are we not allowed a break? Huh? Yeah, yeah. So no, we're back. Fuck you guys. We're allowed yeah. a break. Yeah, you know what? Welcome back and fuck you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna nothing's changed. We're gonna we're gonna talk about fun stuff that we want to talk about instead of uh, pretending we watched Raw. <laughs> Speak <God>. for yourself. <laughs> you know, Isai, you are the only one who has consistently watched Raw since we started this podcast. Yes, what, three speak years for ago? yourself. <laughs> Literally, you deserve an award from WWE. Yeah, it's I did right. get that one. It's not right what they made you do. I, I got one, but then they fired people. me. Statistically, there's not very many people who watch that show, so you know that that's impressive. It is. Yeah, it is. It Good certainly job. is. But no fucking longer. Yeah, we're we're just gonna talk about fun stuff. Uh, we'll probably recap big things um, eventually. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Paul White. We've had actual big business meetings, and I make acting like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, today, we're going to discuss, it's basically the intro. We're re, allow us to reintroduce ourselves. Um, we're back. My name is Ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna talk about our history. I think we've done it a couple times, kind of. We did it but- once. I actually think the episode got lost. Oh, the, the the secret episode number one that we where we didn't know how to record a podcast yet. Oh, where um, we were all sitting hovered around uh, my computer and using the computer mic. And, well, yeah, and I think we tried to use this mixer thing that did not work. Um, had no Trial idea what we were doing. Yeah, that, that got yeah. lost. So. Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna tell you our histories. Uh, what brought us in? What took us out? What brought us back? Um, what keeps us fans? What keeps us watching and entertained? I really feel like sports entertained. I, I feel yeah. like it's very, very. I don't. I don't think I've ever met a wrestling fan 
maybe other than Isai, who hasn't had a period where they just completely fell oh. out. But like, Isai did, didn't you? I had. I felt like it, you, you were on a teetering point at one point. I've been on many teetering points and like months at a time where I wouldn't watch, but then something would bring me back like a couple months later. We'll get into yeah. that though. Yeah, so I have like, a Godfather quote right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the Godfather the wrestler. I was like, that's what brought you back. Side was the hoe train. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he, kept me in, brother. He said, he said. Isai learned how to masturbate, and the the Godfather just brought him back to wrestling. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Sable's dancing. <laughs> you like what you see, boys? Nobody liked that. But yeah, we'll get into all of our little histories with wrestling. Yeah, Ran- and- random little side thing. It was even canon that the Undertaker did not like her dancing. <laughs> That's like Bay brother. the character of the Undertaker. Yeah, because like yeah. she like danced for him once, and like then he like like almost choke slam her. I really wish you yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would not. This be is really I'd... awkward for everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we got a last ride. <laughs> I just want a wife who can catch a football and love the police. <laughs> you're it's you're true. Brock's wife, not my wife. <laughs> Get out of here, you weirdo. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll start I've got um, a very minimal history Um, It all started back in 1990s-ish 1990s-ish? I was was hanging out This was my first, oh my second brush with wrestling Uh, My first was the video games at my uh, friend's house And I couldn't figure out how they worked and we would wrestle. They had like life-size stuffed animals, and I would wrestle them. And then we would lock his little brother in a closet. Um, Do you remember? <coughs> sorry to interrupt you. Do you remember yes. uh, what what games you played or what console you played them on? Uh, sixty-four, and I don't remember which ones. I know. I think maybe one was the WCW NWO one. Yeah, but I, love I hate. That one. I, I hated it because I couldn't figure out the controls. I was like, um, because they used the D pad to move around yeah. instead of the uh, analog stick. Yeah, and it was the analog stupid. stick made you taunt. The first time yeah. I ever played, I was Blue Meanie in a Royal Rumble because that's like the mode we were playing, was just like, whenever you got out, you got the next person who came in. <laughs> and I just kept fucking dancing. Yeah. The and meanie dance is the best. And I was used to, like, when it came to fighting games, I was used to just being able to push buttons and figure it out. But you had to be good. You had to know what you were doing. And I did I got I got so good at NWO versus, WCW versus NWO. And Which no one? Because there was two of them. There was Revenge and there was World Tour. Reve- World- Revenge was the one I played. World, I got World Tour. That was the first one. And it, it was so great. My favorite character was uh, Hayabusa ripoff Hannibal. And that's actually how I found out who Hayabusa was. Later Ooh, on yeah. in life, because I certain like who the fuck was this guy like modeled after? Wow, that so we got to add. Actually, I feel like we now we, we have to do an episode down the road just on wrestling video games because I feel like oh. that's how I learned so much about wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, Derek, please continue. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say create a wrestler, um, and like, spending like two hours, and this is in my like third. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like the last couple games, but that's how I know every single move. It's because I would go through all the moves, and now I know Jesus. the ones I like. So, um, but I'm a psycho. Yeah, yeah, my I went to my friend's house in their basement, and they were watching a nice. pay per view of some sort. Uh, and in my memory, this could be completely wrong. Gold Dust made a woman strip, and probably, com- that's probably completely accurate. 
And I was a Are you sure it wasn't gold dust stripping? Because that's more on brain. No, because there was a booty, a button, a thong, and almost titties. What? Yeah, All of those wrestling? She was about to take her her that top wasn't off gold and then dust. it cut. That was Shawn Michaels. Okay. I remember Goldust being there because that Goldust was, is was, ingrained in my brain. No, because like, how the fuck do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> because it was Deborah, and like they always tease her showing her puppies, and she was with Jeff Jarrett and, and Owen Hart at the time, and Shawn Michaels was the commissioner, and so mm. it was like a weird match, and then he was actually undoing her bra. Yeah, yeah. And then like they yeah. came in, they came and covered her with like a trench coat. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Um, it yeah, was, so I don't know how you so got you that were, with my you were scared of Shawn Michaels. Well, <laughs> no, I was just uncomfortable because I was a little Christian boy who didn't and know he, what boobs were. And he was a sexy boy. Okay, so were you, like, uncomfortable, but were you kind of, like, leaning forward and watching? No. Oh, okay. No, at were, that point, at that point in my life, I, no. You were, like, you had to have been, like, um, 10 years old. Yeah, no. All right. The fear, of the, de- the fear of the devil is more yeah. more uh, more hefty than the I liked, desire for the. When I was that young, I liked modest fresh. women like the Pink Power Ranger and Darla from Little Rascals. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved Modest Mouse at ten years old. <laughs> My um, romantic interest was Isaac Brock at ten years old. <laughs> the sexiest but, man alive. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember that, and I was like, "This isn't for me. This is scary." And then I remember when wrestling was at its peak, like Stone Cold, The Rock. I was like, I want to watch it. My mom's like, no, it's bad. Yeah. It, um, fair, fair. And probably a solid move. At one point, this must have been later. I always thought Sting was cool, even though I never watched wrestling. Just from osmosis and the video games and all that. I was like, Sting's cool. And then he showed up on the Christian television show, The 700 Club, that my mom watched. And my mom was like, Sting's cool. <laughs> the 700 and, Club was like an infomercial for Christianity. Yep. Every episode would be like six hours long. Yep. And and they did it every day. And yeah, Sting showed up. Um but then fast forward a very long time. I'm an adult. I am friends with Isai Saldana. Um, I uh, cannot bear to be alone. So even though I thought wrestling was dumb, um, because at that point, I think at that point, I was my most pretentious self where I only read Batman comic books. And by pretentious, I mean, I only thought Quentin Tarantino movies and um uh, fucking Christopher Nolan movies were good. I was like, I don't like anything. And then Is I saw that also Fast during Five. like your Gaslight Anthem phase. Yeah, I feel like that would all be a interchange. Yeah, like, that's all pretty, Probably. pretty close together. The Gaslight Anthem still rips. The Fifty Nine no, yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino and Christopher Nolan still make good movies. Just other people do too. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I was in my like just the most pretentious I've ever been, and. I was just like, wrestling's dumb. And then I was, but I needed to be around people because I had this weird thing about being alone. And so I would do whatever it took to hang out with someone. And Isai was the one who was always available. He's like, we're going to watch wrestling at Brady's house. And I was like, okay. I'm always down to invite people to watch wrestling. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> given I what you were like friends. Well, and given what you were saying, Derek, 
thank God that you had friends who were into wrestling and not fucking hardcore fucking drugs, dude. Oh, well, I, was, like, I would, I, was, I would do, I, I would know. do anything to hang out. I don't know where my brain is, but I thought you were gonna no, say you hardcore I was gonna go with hardcore pornography. <laughs> I know no. you thought that's where I was going. Um, and I also, was, that could have been a much more lucrative path for you. I was, I was. Why would it be more so. lucrative? You can get hell of money fucking doing hardcore pornography. <laughs> yeah. A lot more than yeah, but it's not like we're drugs. wrestling. We just have a not a more. Porn, you can't make any money being a wrestling podcast. fan. <laughs> I don't think if I was watching hardcore pornography with my friends, it would have led me on a career path of being a um, pornographer. Yeah, especially with a very average size penis. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, very average. Yes, yes, extremely <laughs> average. Uh, remarkably average. Yes, um, but. I've talked about my dick and now I'm confused. <laughs> no. uh, so let's uh, so to pivot from your penis, it was uh it was CM Punk that you liked, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was Speaking watching of dicks. <laughs> true. So I was watching the show at Eastside's uh or at Brady's grandma's house and CM Punk comes out and just talks and I was like, "Oh, this guy's straight edge. I'm straight edge. He's funny because he's saying they're shitty. This was also my straight edge pretentious self where I was like, I am better than you because I was straight edge. I had the CM Punk mentality at one point in my life, which is why I broke edge at one point. Um, I didn't want to think I was better than people. And this was the reason I did. Um, and so and now I, he does meth. Yeah. Now I do hard drugs. I smoke pot once a couple times a year. Um, like yeah, a, like right now, like today. No, I, I, I had a little Same. bit last night, just a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I saw Sam Punk and I was like, this guy's cool. And I was like, wrestling's dumb. And I remember because I only know this through Facebook memories. I and I can't find it now because I deleted Facebook from my phone. But, um, I posted, oh, CM Punk is cool. And then the next post was Brock Lesnar's dumb. <laughs> so you were just li- you were live Facebook updating? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I did. I like tweet, like shitty tweeted, but on Facebook. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the time. That's yeah. the golden age of Facebook. Yeah. The golden was- age is when it was like, it would say like your status and it'd be like, you know, Derek Oster is. Watching CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so CM Punk brought me in, and I would, and, and Isai especially, like, I always had a good time going to watch wrestling with people. And I remember one time we were there, and they sh- they replayed the Ric Flair or Isai and Brady replayed the Ric Flair Undertaker Ric Flair Shawn Michaels match and that was the first time I got the emotion in wrestling mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is cool the, re- the retirement match right yes yeah Ric Flair's retirement I'm sorry I love you super kick um and then I was just would watch pay-per-views with Re- Isai then I asked him for the network and I just would watch like random things. And I started watching wrestling very slowly. Like I remember liking the new day. Honestly, the thing that made me dive in was Enzo. Uh, right. That's what it was. It was Enzo. Yeah. Yes, I showed me Enzo. And I was like, this guy's funny. He's cool. Hey, I'll do this guy as a character one day. No, he's very different. 
Yeah, fairly yeah. similar. It, yeah, you can go back into the archives and watch us change our opinion on Enzo in real time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. This was this. Yeah, was, exactly. He was. He, we didn't know at the time. I, Everybody I was, sure that, was into Enzo. Yeah, he was so. Everybody over. loves it's Enzo. Coming soon to CBS. <laughs> oh no. But then I just started watching more and more and more than just the pay-per-views and watching New Day clips on online and watching whatever Enzo was doing. And then I remember talking to Zach in person about a pay-per-view. At the Neurolux, I believe, right? Yes, it was at the Neurolux. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm hyped on this. Wrestling rocks. And um, then we started the show. And the show was supposed to be me not watching wrestling and being having it explained to me. And then I dove in head first and then I discovered NXT and NXT was for a long time. What kept me going when I was like, I don't want to I don't care. I'm tired of wrestling. I'm tired of talking about shit. That's bad. I still loved NXT and first NXT match because I didn't watch NXT while we were ta- where we were doing the show in the beginning. I yeah, first few months. Yeah, I saw um, the first match I ever watched live. The first show was Oscar versus Nikki Cross, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this is such a good match!" Because it was like almost the whole show. And mm-hmm. I saw the swing. I paid attention to the swinging fisherman's neckbreaker for the first time, and I was like, "That's badass!" and it was it was incredible. Yeah, your first that match is finishes buck wild too. It's a, a superplex off a ladder through the announce table. Yeah, but, and then oh yeah, and fucking Morrow was there. I miss oh, him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like then slowly I like stuck with NXT. Like I didn't see the whole DIY story, but the. Champa Gargano feud is a highlight. Um, the watching beyond this was a big one. I thought of uh, that, like really kept me in watching us talk shit about Bianca and then her being good and main eventing WrestleMania. Like it's it's crazy. Like their developmental system works for some people, and that was a big that was a big like thing in my head like a big bright spot i mean watching i saw adam cole debut and i saw his entire career in nxt that was cool um i think i saw alistair debut right isai yeah you would have yeah you yeah seen that. yeah like and that andrade when he was good um when just like yeah, like seeing these people who are like watching their entire career, like going to my first independent wrestling show. And then um, Matt Riddle was signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Swerve got signed for a minute. Darby got signed. Um, I don't celebrate those Matt Riddle and Darby Allen now, yeah, I know, huh? but like when you don't know anything, like I went to that show specifically because Joey Ryan was on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and Osa stands by him even more. Yeah, because he loves Jesus, and so do I. You know what? <laughs> Everyone deserves a second chance and a shot at redemption. Uh, no, that's a weird path to take. That's um, <laughs> that's that sounds like the beginning of a reality show. By the way. <laughs> Everybody deserves a second chance, a shot at redemption. And then like you go into like a reality show. Oh my god. 
Yeah, but this, my is, name's uh, Joey. this is Joey. This is Joey shaving his beard. Like, it's people I'm, who have been canceled trying to get I'm an, uncanceled. I'm extras in fucking movies and uh, fucking commercials now. Hey, God. He's in the background of the good place. I mean, Fuck that he's, guy. So, but, he's always he always tried to do that, but yeah. So Derek, it sounds oh, wait. like to me though that I'm you, pretty sure they're in the bad place when he's a background extra. It oh, still yeah. works. Hell yeah. So it sounds to it sounds like at the the conception of us doing this show together, you were not expecting to fall as hard into wrestling as you then did. And no, then the like, world of it, wrestling changed around it, us too. Yeah, in my head, the premise of the show was I know nothing. I'm going to ask really dumb questions and they're going to get answered. But what it turned into was me like I watched everything for a while. I, well, mm-hmm. I didn't watch Ring of Honor, but or Impact or Who TNA. Does? What, of course. What, everything what WWE. Was it? Yeah, I watched all of WWE's products. Uh, also, I mean, Omega and um, Omega and Okada, that was just like a whole different side of wrestling. And I don't think I would have appreciated that if I didn't actually dive in. Yeah, it's not. Mm. I don't think those are matches you can show to someone who has never seen wrestling and be like, see, isn't this cool? And they're like, yeah, it's cool, but what's the point? And it's like, no, I think this you is- could show it to someone who's very, very into sports. Yes. Like, yeah. And the athleticism and stuff. Um, and they, and, and who is maybe interested in the idea of wrestling, but it, yeah. it would be a hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to now. Um, and like, I was burnt out. Like, I was down on AEW. I was like, I'm tired of this show, but I still wanted to watch wrestling and NXT went away. Um, NXT 2.0 is not NXT. It's not my NXT. It's not what I want. And I really, I don't think I've watched it for two or three months. Um, but I do watch AEW every week because it's like, it's got my guys. It's got Danielson. It's got Omega. It's got, CM Punk, and I know he's just a motivational speaker who wrestles sometimes, but... He's, a, he's not even a motivational speaker. He's the SNL host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a real um, great show for you guys. Today. Darby <laughs> Allen is here. We got Sting. Bill Brooks. Musical <laughs> um, guest. But, like... Um, Weedus. Some Weedus. They still got... They still got... Like, AEW has its problems, but then they have... Uh, Danielson versus Hangman, where it's like I've liked Hangman, I've been rooting for Hangman, but that match solidified Hangman for me. I'm, I was like, I'm two thirds of the way through that match, and holy shit! Yeah, yeah. and it's so, like this dude is incredible, and he does deserve it. And it's like, yeah, I was writing for him without thinking, like knowing that he deserved it, but that match solidified him, and it's because of it's partially because of Danielson, who can make anyone look good. Yeah. It like, makes did, someone look good he, for an hour fucking straight. He probably made Ryback look good. No, that's not good. <laughs> uh, there's I, Daniel. I think Daniel Bryan today, Brian, Brian Danielson, might be able to make Ryback look good. Might be because I. But I think he's at a different level than he's been in a long time. But yeah, yeah, and like so, maybe. Yes, I, Matt. This is this will be just like a little sidebar of current wrestling stuff. I think he's at the like. He's always been at this level. He just knows how to work within like where he's at and what he can do. And that's what makes him at that level. Mm-hmm. It's like he can go and have that comedy match with Kane, like when their team held no and be funny. 
or you can be a super brutal guy or the technical guy or like just do everything. And that's what makes him who he is. Why, why he's bit, one of the regarded yeah. as one of the best. A little bit of a preview to uh, the next episode we're planning on doing where we're going to talk about our favorite wrestlers of all or top wrestlers of all time each. Uh, he's uh, he's shot up there on my list. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty he's making some cases on my list right yeah. now. What all I wanted to ask before we move on to the other wrestle histories, Derek, is what uh like if you had to not even just say like one or two or whatever, but like what kind of wrestlers really pique your interest? Like are there certain like even today or wrestlers you've seen that you're just like, these are the kind of wrest this is the kind of wrestling, these are the kind of characters that gets my motor fucking running. When it comes to injuring stuff, I like uh, impeccable timing. Um, so I love Adam Cole might be my favorite wrestler wrestling right now. Um, I like I think a lot about when Ricochet does the moonsault and he <laughs> kicks him right in the right in the chest, like perfectly does not hurt him. Like, and he's done that multiple times. His timing is a have thing of the, magic. Have you seen the gif, I'm sure, of fucking Shelton Benjamin doing the springboard and Shawn Michaels just landing that sweet chin music on him? Like, Shawn Michaels just, still has the best super kick ever. Yes, and I, 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 after watching a lot more about Shawn Michaels, I do agree. Um, but I might agree too much, Isai. But, but he, like, I, I feel like he also Brett. had that, like, impeccable timing thing, right? Like, you would just be so lost in the match, and then Shawn Michaels would just throw that sweet chin music from nowhere, and you're just like, boom, what the fuck? Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, Oso, we'll get into that in our next episode about best, <laughs> yeah, about I best wrestlers. I got some um, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> well, but, and, and then character-wise, like, Kevin Owens, I think all around since the show has consistently been when my opinion, one of the best, like he, everything he says is believable. He's such a little shithead. He, he looks like me. (laughs) I mean, he's a, he's a big boy and it's like, this guy can do so much impressive stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it's hard for me. Like a lot of people are blips. Orange Cassidy, I liked for a minute. Now he's been overused. Uh, Gargano, though, like when he first came into NXT, is like this fucker can't talk, and now he's the best in the business. Especially towards the end of NXT, I was like, this dude's the best. Well, his he he kind of leaned into the fact that he couldn't talk and used it to t- be good at talking. Like, yeah. his heel character was annoying and didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Like he was saying stupid shit all the time. It's like. This almost feels real, but just like turned yeah. up, and he just like le- he figured it out and leaned into it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that too. Um, uh, next episode's about Gargano, but <laughs> I I like I like Gargano is, so much I almost watched his his Twitch stream. There's here's a, another idea. This is uh, some live uh, ideas for everybody here. Um, let's do a episode of receipts. <laughs> receipts like time when shit got real. Um, no, I cashed in all the receipts. On you guys oh, fuck that. Okay, yes, yeah. We should just honestly go back. So there are like, if this is your first episode, feel free to not go back and listen to other episodes. But there's a lot of times where maybe we had opinions that Esai didn't have, or I feel like there's probably a couple in there where I fucking nailed it too. But <laughs> mostly there were times where, uh, yeah, we were like Johnny Gargano's not great, and Esai's like, you just wait a year, you just wait a year, and lo and behold, yep, yep. Called that one. 
Um, yeah, like because we were still recording at, at like my old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That was from the first Wrestle Boys classic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like fun. I like yeah. goofy, but I also I don't know like what the band fun has to do with anything here. <laughs> uh, the format was better. Um, and I like, uh, but I like believable, believable guys. Um, you, so like, like right of, now, you like, like I, you like people like turned up to 11 rather than like character, like super big. Yeah, like, I mean, I love Alistair, but I, I like his in-ring stuff more than I like his character. Yeah, yeah more than like you, you'd rather have something like like a, a Daniel Santa Cole than uh, a Bray Wyatt fiend guy. I'm, well, I'm saying like the, the fiend. Like, Br- Bray Wyatt is another thing that pulled me in. I remember now that you're bringing that up. Like he, I thought he was creepy and cool, but now yeah, it's like. Well, when the Bray, it works, Bray, it works. Bray Wyatt itself, himself, yeah, when he was the the, the Cape Fear cult leader, or whatever. Yeah, um, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. That is that too much for you? No, I was all in on the Fiend. Uh, I wanted it. Still, I wanted it to work so bad. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't give a shit about the Undertaker, and I don't care about Kane. I, I, and I think that's more a product of like your time. Yes, mm-hmm. not necessarily that. Like. I, yeah. Yeah, I and I understand how important they are. They do you nothing would have for me. Loved, you would have loved Kane if you like came up the same time as I did, basically. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah. I but, might not um, have because I was still a Christian boy in hell. If you would have seen the wedding Jack. with Kane? seen the wedding with Lita, yeah. You would have <laughs> loved him. Zach, you ever American Jack Kane where he came out when the un Americans were gonna torch a flag? And yeah. he's like, No, I'm American Kane. It's like <laughs> for some reason he was the patriotic choice. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it makes so much sense now with Big Glenn. And even then, like in backstage, just as a character. What? You I feel like that fire. kind of transitions over to Zach. What well, so you actually before we get into that. Yeah. Also, I oh, really want to say right now, uh my I think that my favorite people to watch just because I like them is Trent is Chuck and Trent. I watched a barstool sports video just so I could watch them. Oh no! Talk. I, I I know that feeling, but still, oh no! They yeah. were Thanks. they were incredible. They're goofy. They're weird. They're dumb, and they're my they're they're the they're the guys. They'll and, never get to where I think they should be, but they're the guys. Um. So part yes. of like fandom and everything is kind of come, going out of things. And you said you got burned out. What made you? What made you kind of go out? Like what? Your your fandom's relatively short, and you've kind of like yeah. since you really dove in, like you've been watching at least something fairly consistently. Yeah, um, I think I think it was just like uh, burned out of re- like feeling obligated to do it, and it didn't. It wasn't fun anymore. It also, Raw and SmackDown were bad; like they weren't fun to watch, and so at at certain points. And so it was like, I'll just stick with NXT. I'll watch uh, Japanese matches. I'll watch uh, matches uh, from the 80s with Akira Hokuto. Um, I was just like, and then now recently when we stopped doing the show, I watched all of the Attitude Era. I didn't watch actual wrestling except for 
uh, pay-per-views in AEW, but I watched all of that Attitude Era documentary they did that's on Peacock and the Ruthless Aggression one. And I know it's fake, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot of stuff that it's, I didn't hey, know asshole. about. What? Hey, asshole, it's not fake, it's predetermined. Well, those yeah. are <laughs> WWE products. So those, those documentaries are the fakest thing about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, first, the first but, Ruthless Aggression one especially, this last one with Pat McAfee narrating it, they definitely reined in some of the shit. Well, they I also... Haven't watched it yet, but they all good. Sean Michaels interviewed said he wasn't doing it to be a dick to Hulk Hogan when yeah. he did that match. And then he they, said they, then they slyly... He, the, the, yeah. Yeah, no, they... they uh, Pat McAfee, I forgot the quote exactly what he said, but it's like everybody fucking knew. And, I, and they're like, yeah, if Shawn Michaels, he could still be the old Shawn Michaels. And they're yeah. being like, he was a dick. Yeah, but he said, he's like, no, I went out there to give him the best match of his career. And it's Did like, you no. see that look in his, his one good eye? That was <laughs> total kayfabe. Um, the other eye was looking left. That's another thing I love about Shawn Michaels. He's always said, fuck Hulk Hogan, and that rocks. Yeah, it does rock. That's so an official WrestleBoy stance as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, that's... That's my brief history. I mean, I've been watching wrestling consistently for what four years? How long have we been four doing years this? Now. Yeah. So four and a half. Yeah, that's it. It all started in Brady's. It all actually started in Brady's grandma's house in CM Punk. So I was oh, very yeah. excited when he came back. Oh yeah. So, so Zach, you were a. Added, no, not attitude era. You were, you were you were a ruthless aggression era. I, I am. Fan. So like I my um fandom start like vaguely started a little bit before that. Like the earliest wrestling memories I have are over at my neighbor's house, uh, JT, um, and shout playing. Out, yeah, shout out JT Cunnington. I've tried to track you down on Facebook, but no luck. I found your brother, but no luck on you. Um, uh, yeah. So like I remember. Um, playing video like games like on N64 over at his house. Um, I weirdly distinctly remember the issue of Nintendo Power that had Mankind on the cover. They had an, an interview with Mick Foley in Nintendo Power. Um, and it was right around when he first won the title. Um, I remember that. Um, and, uh, and I just remember playing video games over there. I remember um, two like must have been when we like first got cable or something like flipping channels and seeing the hardies on it would have been like i think on spike uh when when raw moved over to spike and like i remember seeing jeff hardy jump off a ladder like that's like the most i can remember from it um and then at some point um it would have been it was 2002 i started like watching because i started watching smackdown um and i was on channel nine it was on Channel 9 on UPN. Tight. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I, I started watching that um, at some point because, like, I don't even remember exactly why, but it would have been right after SummerSlam 2002 because it was right after Brock won the title. Like, I can distinctly remember, like, we... So, we li- I lived out in, like, the country until I was 12, until then, um, until this time period, and then we moved um, to Boise, but we moved in with my grandma until we found a house, basically. And so we were in this, like, house that was way too small for, like, five people to be living in. And 
was just like up in the bonus room in that house, which was my brother's room, on this little old tube TV that didn't even have a remote. Like it was like a dial. Oh, and yeah. like I remember sitting close enough to be able to switch channels because I would have gotten in trouble for watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching that storyline on this tiny tube TV um, and just like getting like just getting sucked into that the feud between like Lesnar and then Kurt Angle um, and being like I remember being like totally workable at that point with the like heel and face dynamic like I was super into let into Angle um, because Lesnar was this big nasty heel he had Paul Heyman all that shit and then I remember it was um, was it Royal Rumble East Side where the big show Lesnar switch happened or was it survivor series survivor series survivor series yeah that was survivor a great series. survivor series 2002 because that's mm-hmm. also um when scott steiner came back that's right yeah i see i like so i couldn't watch pay-per-views so i just watched weekly and then i'd get the weird like you know still image recap <laughs> yeah um yeah. of the of the the pay-per-views and like i went like oh my god like Big Show is the champion, and like Heyman turned on turned on Lesnar, and like being coming a Lesnar fan and stuff, and then like that whole like uh, it was like a triple threat dynamic basically between Big Show, Angle, and Lesnar, and who Heyman was like backing, and like I got super into it. Um, and Hurt Angle became my favorite wrestler because 2002 to 2003 Hurt Angle is like a different level of technical mastery of like. Mm-hmm. Of, as a wrestler um and that became kind of what i was super into my favorite wrestlers were you know kurt angle um then um, very unfortunately benoit oh um, yeah dude yeah 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 at that time i mean he and he and angle were a tag team and they were awesome like um, yeah and then, for sure. you know eddie chavo and like the whole cruiserweight division that was going on on smackdown at the time like that was what i was super into and i, I just loved all of that and then at some point, I just kind of fell off because I played four sports a year in high school, um, which is why I love the technical stuff, too, I think, is because it felt like real sports to me. Um, yeah. And then I just, I just fell off, and I, I kind of would watch occasionally and stuff like that, like, whenever I would just, like, happen to flip the channels and, like, the see that it was on, I'd be like, oh, what's going on on, you know, on Raw or, or SmackDown? Like, I watched Raw back then, too, but not nearly as closely because it was triple h and the the reign of terror and just wasn't you know quite at, as enjoyable as smackdown was back then um but then i fell off until 2016 um like i i would yeah occasionally watch i i, I vaguely knew what was going on like i'd heard cm punk was kind of cool but i also made fun of the idea of a straight straight edge wrestler you know Cause like, I just like I had a bunch of straight edge friends and stuff, and in reality was straight edge myself. I was a little, good little Christian kid. I just didn't like the label. You're like and my favorite my, wrestlers are on Percocet. Yeah, <laughs> I, they take somas. Um, my favorite uh, yeah, wrestlers so, love perks. They just man. I mean, Kurt Angle was my favorite wrestler. So Perk Angle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I fell off until 2016 and funny because i actually just started working at my my former employer that where i regained this love for wrestling was at work one day um basically like i write articles on the internet and i was looking at a website where i used to like contribute some articles the the marysue.com it's like a feminist entertainment website 
they had an article about the women's championship match at WrestleMania um, 32. 32, right, Isai, the one in Texas? Yes. Dallas, yeah. 32. Um, and how they changed the Divas title to the women's title, and like they talked about that match, and I was like, this sounds really cool. I want to just like check this out. You know, I used to love wrestling. That sounds cool. Um, who, I checked who, it. who was in that match? Uh, so it was, it was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Okay, tight. The triple triple threat. Um, they changed the divas to the the women's title. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so I, I like found it online, like on I'm sure Daily Motion, and like, uh, and at the same time, um, I used to listen to the Bill Simmons podcast a lot. Um, and he had, um, oh my god, the Masked Man. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, the guy who does the Masked Man show on. Bill uh, Simmons, also notable huge wrestling fan. Yeah, huge wrestling fan. And um, mm. yeah, it's so bad. So I, I, sorry, Derek. Oh, this is another side note, um, like Eastside did for ideas. Um, that's a good, that's a good thing. Pumpkin puppuccino. Um, we should do random celebrities that are wrestling fans. I don't know if we could do a whole episode about that, but that'd be fun to talk about. My, my favorite really random one is Bob Mould. You guys know, like, that. No. That, like, um, he's, like, 90s alt, like, alt-rock. Like, if you were corporate, you like Smashing Pumpkins. If you were cool, you like Bob Mould and um, Husker Du. Husker Du is his band. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, okay, Husker yeah. Husker yeah. the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bob Mould from Husker Du is a huge wrestling fan. He fucking hates um, uh, Billy Corgan. Like they're not friends. Hell so yeah. it's just, it's a fa- and he used to he wrote for WCW for a minute in, in, uh, okay. in the nineties. Oh, uh, no longer so like that. <laughs> I love him. He just like and did it, that because like he had an opportunity to like between tours. They're like, oh yeah, come work for us for a minute. Like you love wrestling, and someone was like a Husker Du fan. So like he just went and did that for a minute. Yeah, there's a podcaster named Dave Schilling who did that, and uh, he regrets it. <laughs> Yeah, well, Dave, so Dave Schilling used to be the. Um, it's so bad that I cannot think of this guy's name, who is the masked man who does the masked man. Is it man David show. Shoemaker? David Shoemaker. Here we go. Also wrote my favorite wrestling book. Um, oh, okay. Uh, he so he used to be the uh, side guy on cheap the the podcast Cheap Heat. Yeah. Um, and so he was on, but he was on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast talking about WrestleMania around the same time. And so I just like listened to it. I ended up. Checking out Cheap Heat because he hadn't like started his own thing yet. Because you love um, Rosenberg, I love Peter Rosenberg. I did back then. You I know? know he was like, he was like, not a terrible shithead yet. He just seemed like a cool, like a cool, like radio host guy who also liked wrestling, and then he became a shithead. But um, <laughs> I actually listened to an episode of Cheap Heat like two weeks ago just to see what it was like these days, and it was like, oh, this is still in- intolerable. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just like, I kind of just dove in at that point. Like I like listened to a bunch of like, of that GP podcast and like listen and then started watching, um, that's like that summer. The first like show I watched was the 4th of July episode where Kevin Owens gets pied and we still don't know who, who, who did it <laughs> um, to this day. Yeah. And then like the first like pay-per-view I watched was whatever that pay-per-view was where we had the, the shield triple threat. Um, mm-hmm. Like right oh, after yeah. money, there's money in the bank. All three of them held the title within a couple minutes of each other, and then I like check out the pay per view after that and just kind of dove in, and then um, have been just 
on board ever since. At some point, started talking to uh, to Derek about wrestling because I like knew he liked it a little bit. Um, and eventually, you know, my my partner Anya and then uh, Matt Matt's uh, partner Katie were like, "My wife, your wife." Started talk started saying, "Please talk to each other about wrestling instead of us." Um, yeah. So and that's what started like started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I can't have a wrestling podcast without Eastside. That's we that's a friendship ender. Worse than the potato skins is innocent. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, yeah, Eastside, that guy I used to play heart like metalcore shows with in high school. That's weird. Okay. He's still playing them. And you said my friend Matt, and I don't think I ever saw the last name in the Facebook chat, and Matt shows up, and I was like, Oh, Matt. I think he said I both had the same reaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, we know this guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a blast from the past getting to do this uh, this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that kind of brings me to now. Like, I basically just would, like, you know, there's times where I, like, definitely have not been into wrestling, like, and fallen off pretty hard. Like, similar to Derek, NXT was always a thing kind of keeping me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NXT 2.0 is not for me. It's a no for I know me, the, dog. I feel like the black and gold brand is is was really the uh, was really the energy drink that kept this show going. It for was a while. almost it was it was almost too good. Yeah, yeah. Because, and it's, because if 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 this would have happened like beforehand, it'd be fine. It'd be like okay, this is the developmental show. It's just right. that it's like we what we had before was just well. Essentially, we'll get, it was like we'll a scripted it. PWG, right? Yeah, yeah. We will certainly it, talk about it more. It PWG and Ring of and high, like the height of Ring of Honor and all that just thrown into one big thing that was that like Shawn Michaels like psychology and Triple H psychology with that. Yeah, and like, money. That yeah. thing also money. Yeah. God, it was so good. I RIP. I miss it. Because it's like, that's what I'm looking for with AEW. And that's not what AEW is. And I don't expect that. But that's what I want. And that's why it's like, yeah, I want. I wish Kevin Owens went there. I want Gargano to go there. I, I want don't. all these things because I want my NXT back. I know. But I well, also, I don't. Black and, we'll do an episode for sure. We've already talked about it, about doing the black and gold. But it, it is oh, so wild. To think it like, won't we be an episode. It's going to be a long a running series. series. But like, but we, we really did get we got like a basically an indie promotion with all of wwe's money that was run by fucking triple h and Shawn michaels like that's yep. really something that you could only dream about and probably won't ever happen again yeah no it won't like absolutely it won't because <laughs> there's no reason for that promotion to exist outside mm-hmm. of triple h wanting it to exist and being given that freedom for a few years and yeah. it's so wild that he wanted it to exist because like like just like like a year or two before you told the American Wolves they already have Tyson Kidd. And they don't need another. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, it, that's, well, the other, that's the other a, thing. Where the black a, and gold brand does he, seem a lot like Triple H's apology for all the shit. Yeah, Cole. like he was a notable indie guy hater, right? He hated yeah. people that were going to be on his spot. But then he realized what was getting popular with wrestling because, like, I mean, it was just bound to happen. And so he just leaned into it. and And his spot was now... And trying to make sure he shined was NXT shining and be having this better product. Yeah. It's and it's always- insane because it was successful. Or at least it was good. I don't it know. Anyway, that's that's for another show. Yeah. But I do want to oh. ask too, 
So Zach, what are the wrestlers who fucking get your motor running? What kind right? of in in ring stuff? Uh, you know what 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 floats your boat? Talk to us about Kona like, Reeves. Um, God, I the miss finest? him. The finest. How long do you get? How long do y'all have? I legitimately <laughs> like. I mean, so I I, I as far as in ring stuff goes. Technical wrestling is still like is my thing, you know. Like the the British world of sport style turns out to be like my my shit. Um, like I still I love NXT UK still because it's still a lot of it there. But you know, as far as like individual wrestlers, Brian Danielson has kept me loving wrestling over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that's all I've really wanted to watch, and then like when I watch him, it makes me want to watch other stuff that's maybe not at the same level, but you know, like. It still makes me want to watch good wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like he he has kept my like love of wrestling alive the last few months. Um, so he he's right up there, you know. Um, people like Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, like all the undisputed guys. I I love like it, it doesn't even have to be like Bobby super, Fish especially, right? Yeah, Bobby Fish especially, <laughs> mostly, like, I mean, mostly because text. of his political beliefs. Yeah, I love his politics. Um, <laughs> you know, like I I love people even if they aren't the the most technical, at least like that, like crispness and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I just absolutely love. And then it branches out from there. It's not that that's the only style I like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just a big fan of people who do stuff, do whatever they do really well. Um, yeah. It, it, like that. I, cause I, the little things in wrestling are things that like, I notice a lot and like really get into, like, I notice when, people look like they're, you know, I think Isai used to always say it about Bianca, about people who are playing wrestler versus like people who have their footwork down. And like, I notice when people like start figuring that shit out as like somebody uh, played sports like you did. And like I did, like you notice technique. And that's why I think you gravitate towards technical wrestling and stuff like that. Cause it's so technique based and like yeah. baseball, for instance, like somebody's like, they're batting. It's like you notice their footwork. You notice how they, if they drop their shoulder, if they, how their wrists are going through the zone. Like you see that kind of stuff. If you break it down, mm-hmm. and the same thing with wrestling, which is why I, I was always giving heat to people who are like one, two, three, four, and uh, run here. One, two, three, four, turn right here, because it was so just. Ready. Yeah, I like yeah. I notice footwork, and like that's like I I always really appreciate when someone's on their way up, and I start noticing like oh their footwork's getting good like. You know, example lately, like Liv Morgan, I don't notice her be- pretending to be a wrestler anymore. She still has a long ways to go, but I notice like she she has her footwork is is solid now, where it wasn't, and that's like that's stuff that like I really like geek out about. Um, so it, it's stuff like that, and then you know, character wise, like I really like when people are like are that intense, like kind of real sport feel to it, but also like. I like goofy shit too, you know, like it's a nice change of pace. Like, um, but like, you know, even when like Finn, Finn's run in NXT last year, that was like one of my favorite runs ever. Cause suddenly it's like, Oh, he's so fucking good at what he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that, that's the stuff I know. It's like, even like someone like Charlotte, whose character I'm like not into because it's like, I, it's, what is it? It's just, that she's, it's, but in ring, like I'm a big fan of just how crisp she is. Like, you can't deny like how mm-hmm. fucking good she is. She's the Randy Orton of the women's division. Like, mm-hmm. Might not always be the best to watch, but it's fucking crisp. Randy yeah, Orton's also sure. the Randy Orton of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Because it, uh, just like you said, it may not be the most like interesting to watch, but like from a technical standpoint, 
it's like spot on 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. you know? yeah for sure but you know and like since what, i started watching wrestling again you, i always say what, like i was say what drops you out of it like what like makes you want to um, take a break um it's weird like for me with wwe a lot of it is like the morality of the company sometimes <laughs> like makes me feel gross like to watch and like i'm just like i'm just not into I, into this and like that's not to say like i'm better because of that or whatever that's just what something that like it really impacts me where i'm just like when they start releasing wrestlers like this and stuff like it's hard for me to keep going at times and i'm someone who has like a million different interests like that's how i've always been i'm very adhd and i like just grab little bits and pieces of things all the time and like that but then get like obsessed with the thing i get obsessed with like mm-hmm. I, I started a podcast like a new podcast that i was listening to um on like this week and i'm on episode like 60 <laughs> like episodes are like half an hour long so i'm like jesus that's yeah. so much time like yeah hello shout out hello from the magic tavern it's a great yeah. show um, i i i definitely understand that uh that's how i was it's why i don't start a tv show like when i started watching the sopranos it's like my life is the sopranos until i'm done watching it that's mm-hmm. it that's all i care about wow you're not a tony d'angelo fan <laughs> i never said i wasn't um but but yeah and i get that like yeah obsessing that's how it was with wrestling when i first started yeah and like that's exactly how i was with wrestling when i first started and also like i usually like just latch onto one one thing like one wrestler or whatever for me it was finn balor when i started also it was he helped me come to grips with my bisexuality at the time <laughs> mm-hmm. like no joke like i say that kind of as a joke but no joke he actually kind of did because like this, yeah. this man is attractive and i was like oh wait that i'm actually just attracted to him i'm not mm-hmm. like you know, not, like, not what a good looking dude yeah which yeah. i always kind of like wrote it off as right. um, i so like the like, voice hey, what a good looking dude what a good looking dude He's got some Me nice it. abs and a big old hog. I, that's nice. I'm not gay or nothing. Typical straight guy stuff. I just like when he wears the white shorts. Eh? You can see that's that the outline of his whole hog. <laughs> so, so Matt, with that voice, are you ready to talk about your uh, unabashed love of Vince Russo? Oh, unfortunately, Vince Russo played way too much of a role in the wrestling I like. And I didn't know. I didn't fucking know, dude. I didn't know he did that. Cause like, so I was born in 91 and I, my, I come online, you know, memories start when you're like four or five years old. So here I am fucking smack dab. My, my older brother was a, a wrestling obsessive, like magazines everywhere. I like take for granted just how much wrestling was just a part of the environment that I grew up <laughs> around just because of how much my older brother loved it. Um, shout out Sam, but, uh, we fucking, so like, but my parents were very restrictive on what my my he's a, like four years older than me and my little brother and I are much closer in age. So my parents were much more restrictive of like how what we my little brother and I could watch. Uh, so we were just WCW. WWF was off the table. Way too fucking gnarly. But like so, dude, I come online. Yeah, like 96, 97 is where I'm making memories just watching WCW. So like for me, like the the horsemen are fucking like Benoit, Malenko, and Mongo McMichael. Oh my <laughs> that's your horseman? Like, dude, I'm like, that's the horseman. And so I'm like, who the fuck's Arn Anderson? Dude? Who fuck's, Who's who this fuck's... old fucking dad? And he's like 40 at the time. He's not even dude, that to- old. Holy Blanchard. Uh-uh. So like, yeah. I... Mongo all the way. 
Dude, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know if I can say Mongo McMichael anymore. Uh, honestly, I don't. I think that's probably not a good thing. I think Mongo. I don't know. Anyway, well, Mongo is like, dealing with ALS. Is he really? Yeah. Um, nice bucket challenge for Mongo, dude. Yeah. But uh, DDP was like one of the ones that was just like, I was like, oh, it doesn't get better than Diamond Dallas Page. That's yeah, not, um, not a bad one. No, honestly, honestly, I still love like late 90s DDP, Goldberg. Like that is my what I feel like I most identify with as a wrestling fan. Uh, and like, yeah, I love Dean Malenko, but I was always the thing that WCW had that still that I think holds up uh, is their cruiserweight division. Like I was so into Rey Mysterio. I was so into Eddie Guerrero, La Parca. I was into like any of them psychosis, but like, um, I don't know. So yeah, I have a ton of great memories of like watching, like not even a ton. I don't remember shit, but like, I remember <laughs> watching Harlem heat. I remember really liking, fucking booker t at the time uh i mean he's always he's still he still holds up a dude five time but like uh yeah so but i was like definitely under the impression of like the nasty boys their fucking second run was great uh i don't know vince russo played way too much of a role i didn't realize it was bad uh until like we started doing this show <laughs> and then i just start fucking hitting you with this just shaming you like, God, you're yeah, but idiot. then luckily, for, look who fucking came my way, but AEW. <laughs> where I'm like, thank you, let's end every show with a million people fighting in the ring. That's good wrestling. Um, I'm but like, yeah. So I loved it, dude. Like, I was so into Bam Bam Bigelow. Again, I liked wrestlers who were a little on the larger side. Yo, did you side, like the but... Jersey Triad? Okay, that that one's not ringing a bell. D- it was DDP, uh, Canyon, and uh, Bam Bam, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> So like I really Who don't I couldn't canyon. I don't remember story. I don't remember storylines for jack shit. Uh I just remember liking different tag teams. We had so many action figures and stuff, but uh yeah, so like the big guys there Goldberg and them. Um but like yeah, li- no joke. Fucking that movie Ready to Rumble was on repeat in my home. <laughs> years for years. We just loved that fucking movie. Loved all the wrestlers. Did you really get into wrestling though like because like you wanted to like hang out with your brother? It was like it. it that, I don't even was know that where it was a, started. Probably it was just like Sam thinks this is cool. I think it's cool. You know, it's like, like I want to. I want to be like my brother. Yeah, totally. It's a total little brother thing. Cool. But I just I don't remember a world where wrestling wasn't just on in the background. Our our family's home was like the one where all the kids would come to to watch the pay per views. I think like all the parents would kind of chip in, and then my parents would like house everybody. Oh. Um. And so yeah, like it was always it was always on, but we were not allowed to watch WWF. At all, Attitude Era was well off because the like poor Osher, they're about to see tits and yeah, gonna get scared. God, God forbid, I would have seen breasts on television. Um, um puppies no. is what they were called. Uh, the yeah, time. dude, fuck yeah. Which also, yeah, I don't know. My my parents weren't sitting there watching WCW with us, but uh, it was it wasn't the purest fucking family television. Well, I mean, uh, Major I, Guns was there. Watching watching the um that documentary. I don't know how true it is, but one thing they talked about is like they had to battle with like uh, it's true. ratings people, like a uh, uh, censor standards uh, and practices. Uh, at yes, 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 sta- yeah, that is true. where where WWF didn't really have to. So USA yeah. Network was like, just don't say fuck. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, huh? Oh, um, uh, interesting thing. I was yeah. watching, uh, I was just, I like to see what wrestling things Peacock curates for the holidays. And they, I watched one of The Rock singing 12 Days of Christmas. And they bleep out, I think, him saying candy ass. 
Because I'm guessing that's a homophobic slur. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. It, it but is but Peacock bleeped it out. That's it was in, it was it was interesting. Anyway, like you could call ahead, someone Matt. an ass, but you cannot call someone a candy ass, which I didn't know was homophobic. That is true. Maybe it, 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 it makes also, sense I was like, when you think about it. I've just it never it, thought about it. It totally does. But also, I was like, that seems more festive than just calling someone an ass. Festive <laughs> <laughs> around, around the holiday time. What a festive uh, insult. That's a real yeah. festive slur. So like, but it, in uh, yeah, dude, exactly, a good, fe- good festive slur. Um, That's all I ask is if someone's gonna, you know, say a homophobic yeah. slur towards yeah. me, at least make yeah. it festive. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking Santa ass, fucking, <laughs> fucking candy cane peppermint shit fuck. <laughs> peppermint candy cane shit fuck wow. is pretty good. Um, I watched a lot of. Uh, Pornography. Yeah, so what What was it? When did ever, whenever fucking WWF split? 2001. You know, it became WWE and then they split into Raw and SmackDown, which was like early 2000. Yeah, 2002 or whatever. It was 2002. It was right after Two WrestleMania 18. Yeah. <clears throat> and so my parents fucking, they were like, all right, you guys can watch SmackDown. Raw was still off the table. You guys are old uh, enough for SmackDown now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I watched SmackDown. It's because I want to know probably why. Because it because was of, on UPN, which is like a, mm-hmm. was oh. a yeah, regular on cable, a, yeah. so it's it, yeah. a regular TV, so it's network TV, so it's not going to go as far as cable will. Yeah. And, it, and they, okay. they purposely gave it a little bit more of a sports presentation, like, to draw people into, like, that were flipping channels on regular, on regular you know, network TV, versus, like, Raw, you kind of had to go seek it out on cable. Yeah, yeah. Cause like so like for me like the bar for SmackDown is always set at like the fist set, um, like I just when I think of SmackDown I think of that big fist I think of Rey Mysterio I think of all the cruiserweights they brought back Edge, uh, Edge, uh, yeah no dude I mean just like every you know anyone who watched through the 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 Fierce with aggression era, but then I did fall out around it was like I watched all the way through I for, like I you know how sometimes you get older and you forget how things actually go down. Yep. I was like looking through, I was like, oh no, I did watch all of JBL's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then... Why? He, was like, he was such a big deal, and that is fascinating to me. It's very yeah. fascinating to me, because I saw <laughs> him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, really because like, Imagine sense. if Jinder Mahal had held the title for a year. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like that's what the level JBL was... Like JBL was a little higher than that, because he was like a good tag team wrestler. But... Suddenly, like, character change, win the title immediately, hold it for a year. It'd be like yeah. if Evil if Evil had held the title for a year in New Japan. Quit saying it's just <laughs> it It's hurts. just so weird because he's the weirdo with the cowboy hat who, like, rubs me the wrong way. Oh, dude, and you go back. Dude, I mean, like, sure, I, the bloody-ass match with Eddie Guerrero, I mean, it's fun. But it's fucking bloody. But it's also racist as fuck, dude. You look back there. Like, those storylines were awful. But, like, uh, and then he dropped the belt to Cena. And I think it was right around there, like, as Cena was, like, the having his big run. CM Punk was coming on the scene. I, that's the thing. I was in high school at this point, And I was, like, I got so annoyed at, I didn't do drugs or any of that shit in high school. But I was, like, or drank or nothing. But I got so sick of people in high school who identified as straight edge. I'm, like, dickhead, you're 15. It's not that fucking hard. So you were sick like, of Isai? I was just like, dude. I was older than him. Yeah, I don't. Isai and I never really. We knew each other from marching band, but I didn't know Isai. I didn't run into you. Were you were the only straight edge dude in that group, right, Isai? Uh, I mean, Tyler didn't drink. Me and Tyler had our first beer together. Yeah, but like the thing. But I don't even remember. But 
apart from you guys, because again, we didn't hang out, but there were people who were my age who were like, didn't know shit. I liked punk music. Like I was getting into it. I liked Minor Threat. I did not identify as straight edge, but I was so sick of the people who did. Cause I was like, you're all just fucking posers. And it's not hard to not drink and do drugs when you're 15 years old. Wait. <laughs> Uh, and anyway, so CM Punk kind of to me just was like, I just wasn't into it. And my friends weren't into wrestling at that point. So I just sort of fell out. Um, and yeah, I, I would still play all the video games. Like, um, I grew up playing the video games for sure. Then all the SmackDown versus Raw, like on PS2 shit. Played the fuck out of those. Um, but yeah, and I just stopped watching. No more wrestling. I feel like that's like a a big thing with a lot of people. Also, just kind of when you become a teenager, and it's like, especially if it's not in the attitude era, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah. Well, it, that's it plummeted right after that. I mean, it's been a, not necessarily plummeted, but it's just been on a steady decline since. Yeah, it was. If you look at like, you know, like the Bruce Pritt. I, I used to listen to the Pritchard podcast before he went back to WWE the WWE a lot um, and became like 100% full of shit instead of like probably 60% full of shit like he used to be. <laughs> um, and, but the, that's always some of the interesting stuff to me is like is the stuff that like Conrad gets obsessed about on that is like business and like pay-per-view buys and like dates and stuff like that that pe- they were bringing in and it's like it's not like all of a sudden no one was paying attention but it's like suddenly 2002, 2003 it's like, oh yeah, there's like a hundred thousand less pay per view buys on this than last year. Like so, and it just like kind of went like that because suddenly it just wasn't as hot, even though they had the best roster and like better wrestling than they'd had. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. It's still so wild to look at the numbers too from like back then when it's like wrestling's going downhill. There's only five million people watching this week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just like, oh wow. Now they're man. fighting for a million. Like yeah. the. The, the losing side Two million, in though. WCW, like in WCW and WWF, was always like the losing side was at like 3.5. And it's like, yep. what the yeah. fuck? That would, Every- be, that would be more all- than double what Raw is doing right now. Uh-huh. Which, like, of course, there were a lot less things to watch back yeah. then, too. Now it's the state still. of it's the state of television. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're just not going to have that many people tuning into one thing every yes week. Yes and no, because sports and stuff still do great numbers. Yeah, that's just because a bunch of fucking nerds out there watching their stupid sports. Like, Ew, give me the theater. Give me the theater in my wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't fucking know. I don't know shit. I did start rewatching again in 2016. It was my, we, it was literally just a, a thing for my my brothers and I to start hanging out again. I'm being like, let's get the let's watch the pay per views together. Um, when like, you were Sam, when you were kind of out, would you kind of like look up some stuff like, hey, what's going on with the wrestling? I well, kind of. I would I would be aware of what was going on because my family was still like Eric was my little brother my younger brother was still paying attention um, for quite a while after I watched uh, and stuff and then I just did not no I really didn't I probably didn't tune in at all from like twenty like two thousand ten to probably twenty sixteen I was just a complete void of wrestling uh, and then yeah twenty sixteen started rewatching it with my brothers um, so they were filling me in on who was doing what and what was going on. Um, and yeah, I was like, wow, okay, the New Day is fun. Like, women's wrestling seems to actually be fucking cool. Like, and don't get me wrong, I was one of those shitty little kids who was like, drawing panties matches, please. That's great. But you know, like, that was one of the things that kept me from coming back, where I was like, I just don't think that jives with me anymore. I'm not into it. So then when we did come back, I was like, oh, like, oh, sick. Okay, you were real we disappointed some, like, that it wasn't a, a Playboy pillow fight at WrestleMania? 
I was like, um, hello. Tyler, how how many? Nineteen. I can't get hard fucking watching this. No, I fucking no. It was just like that thing. Where I was like, oh, oh, wrestling seems to have gotten better. You know, like I was like, this seems to be more of like, I don't know. There's cool shit going on, and then from there, pretty soon after that, like, yeah, I was getting like more aware of what was going on outside of WWE. And then once we did this show, started doing this show together. Because yeah, it was as Zach was was saying, like I was started watching it. I got Katie to watch it, my wife. Um and so what we'll still watch wrestling together and stuff, but like uh it was that thing of like I just was consuming a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And uh Katie, <laughs> Katie was like, Yeah, Zach's gonna be at this trivia night. You should talk about wrestling. We were talking the about love <laughs> We're talking about Jinder Mahal. Like, I don't think they're actually going to springboard him up and give him the title. <laughs> Lo and behold, they did. Bucket. He, was, oh. he was the champion when we started this show. He was yep. the champion. He was the champion. Probably one of the first times I really was, like, excited again was when fucking AJ took it off him in the UK. I was like, yes! Yes! Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> but, like, um, so, yeah. And then i just been watching since then. Hey, Matt, um, you better have a stick and not Gillette. You're welcome. You're freaking welcome, man. Thanks for hey, thanks for being a fan, man. Handshakes only, no hugs. Um, but like, uh, yeah. So I don't take your damn mask off if you want to talk to me. (laughs) I can't hear you. It just sounds like a big old muffled puss. You know what? Good job on him for really, really not saying anything during this about that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't fucking. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. A lot of wrestlers. I don't think I'd like to hang out with in real life. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No. Even beyond politics and stuff, also they're just kind of insufferable people. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, for sure, got super excited to learn about more about New Japan, mm-hmm. learn more about other business like wrestling promotions. To learn more about that's the thing that I think really gets got me re- back into wrestling for real. For real was like watching it, not as somebody who was just like used to having it on as a kid who was just excited about it, but more of like, you know getting more of an insight behind the scenes again with like shoot interviews, more wrestling podcasts or a thing now. Like there's just so much more to learn about wrestling, which I will say now four years into us doing this show. I kind of wish I had less of a view into that fucking world. I kind of <laughs> just want to watch the wrestling show again. No, yeah. You, you want to just, just watch shoot I, interviews. I did that for a few weeks and it was great. I have a question, Matt. So you're, uh, if, if, if we do have old listeners here, uh, uh, Bryson, I am blurred. Um, you're a notable deathmatch guy. Nut. When did that start initially, or was that with the show, with us doing the show? Uh, well, I think there was like a part of me that was definitely always drawn to you know, dude. Red equals green, brother. Red <laughs> brings that money. I like, like I was saying, JBL and Eddie Guerrero. It's gnarly to watch now. So mm. much blood. But at the time, still, I was just, I couldn't get enough. I honestly couldn't. I was a bloodthirsty, young, red-blooded American. <laughs> um, and, yeah, no, I, I was into it. But then learning about deathmatch promotions and, like, kind of following some more, like, deathmatch wrestlers, I, I to me, I was just like, I, I think that style of wrestling, which does get my fucking motor running, is, like, uh... Yeah, to me, it's just, like, how much more could you give to an audience than, like, your entire fucking body mm-hmm. like that? You're really, like, putting everything on the line. You're really completely disregarding your personal safety, you know, to some extent. Obviously, the reason I watch it is because I know no one's actually going to die. But there's that part of you that's well, like, what if someone does? Well, someone did. 
And someone did. And I don't ever want to see anyone die. But I just like, if you're willing to put yourself through that, I will give you all the respect in the world. Uh, and, but again, I probably don't want to know you as a personal human being. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I, I think ultra violence in wrestling is something that is, uh, I, I see something very artistic and beautiful in it. Um, and I just hope no one ever, you know, gets for real, for real injured. But, uh, you know, or lose their body to Percocets and whatnot. But like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel... It's funny because like I I don't love watching deathmatch wrestling even though like I like really really like respect and appreciate it like it's just like it gets to me like literally like cuts like that and stuff are like specifically like I really yeah. get to oh, me yeah. um like I just know that but I still I feel that exact same way about like ultra violence and stuff about like Walter and like Dragon uh-huh. Walter Dragonov or like Brian Danielson matches like that kind of violence like. He's like, I, I think is like Danielson beautiful. versus Morishima like, and Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and I think that's yeah, that's one of the things that I and I completely agree with. I think I totally get the criticisms of deathmatch wrestling too of cheap pops. You're not actually telling a story, but when you do have a story like that with like Walter and Dragonoff, there is a story there. There is mm-hmm. that ultra violence there, and you're not resorting to have to go through like a table duct taped with light tubes to get that emotion out of a crowd. Um, and I think that's the thing is like, I, I just don't mind. And maybe it's because I grew up watching Vince Russo WCW. I don't mind if the story's not good. <laughs> I, if you can condense the emotion into such a high concentration, like you can in a deathmatch wrestling, like in a ring like that, I'll fucking, you got, you got 30 minutes of my time to show me some of the craziest shit I ever seen. You best believe it. But I love, I'm more interested in stories. Like if you're going to put something on right now, like in front of me, if I kind of am having like a lazy afternoon, I'm a little stoned, I'll watch some deathmatch wrestling. But if I really want to watch, you know, something that gets my brain, you know, in there, it is like, I love a good story. You know, going back now, if you did want to watch a classic, you know, if you're new to this show or newer to wrestling or whatever, um, but are interested, if you go and just research the saga of Omega and Okada in Japan, something like that's a really great way to, to understand of like how a long-term story can be told. Um, with matches that can go a long time where nothing particularly violent or, or not one specific moment might like drop your jaw, but several moments will drop your jaw kind of <laughs> yeah, a deal. Yeah. And like uh, you're so there, I love, I prefer a story. I prefer a story, but I will absolutely take a harsh condensed uh, amount of emotion and, and toss it into 20 minutes full of blood and guts. Hell Yeah. But I don't. What? I don't know. What keeps you? I don't like. What? Yeah. What? What keeps you coming back to the well right now? At least I, like currently. I, I think, what, what's What's uh, getting your? Yeah. Oh, like just like in the world of wrestling, what's currently getting me hot and bothered? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. I honestly, since we took this break, I've been enjoying watching a little, a lot less wrestling than normal. I think the thing that gets me going is the escapism of pro wrestling. That's always what it is at its best. It's, it's a a way that you can watch TV and be completely immersed into another world, uh, with people live. Uh, Another, that's the universe. Another universe. You can, you can. And so like, yeah, for sure. Right now, AEW is the one I like the most just because it does have the wrestlers. I like, um, you know, uh, it has Cody Rhodes setting himself on fire, dude. And so like, uh, I'll take more of that, please. Not, but not um, only did he end racism, but now he's on fire. 
You know, he's <laughs> boiled his flesh. I'm not a big Cody Rhodes guy, of course. But <laughs> I I think, yeah, that's the thing that keeps me going is just that there's there are stories that are like, you know, they're more compelling than a lot of things that you would see on TV. For sure, the stuff going on with Hangman right now is really interesting. Um, and I'm not getting that out of WWE stuff. It doesn't, with all the quote-unquote budget cuts that we've been having the last couple of years, it's just been so hard to want to get invested in a character. Because... Mm-hmm you don't know if they have one poor showing they could be gone. And like, that's not. And all their eggs are in one basket right now. It's all about Roman. Like, it seems like people don't care about Biggie from what I've been listening to. They do. It's yeah. Okay. You, you got, it's, I, you, it's you, all you, Roman though. Uh, it, it's two different shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, you got, I will say you, you, um, with a lot of stuff, you kind of need context. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's the Roman show. WWE's the Roman show right now. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Roman rocks. Roman's doing the best work of his career right now, but you got, not you, quite enough to keep me coming back. Yeah. You got to do other stuff with other people. Yeah, so that's why you would watch Monday. Cause that's uh, the non-Roman show, <laughs> but you get an extra hour of fucking nothing. <laughs> Um, the, I will say that the Kevin Owens, um, Seth, and Biggie stuff has been pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And like the, Kevin Owens is one that I, I think consistently can tell a good story without having to um, resort to things that are too, like, I don't know. Like, there's so many things with WWE that have become so driven into the ground that you can see it coming from a mile away. You can see so many stories coming. And Kevin Owens is somebody like with the fucking festival of friendship with Jericho. You could see it coming a mile away, but you still want to watch it unfold because this, the characters are so good at, at drawing you in. Like I knew he was never going to beat Roman for the title when they were feuding, but I wanted to watch every single thing between them because like he, he did make me believe like, you know, like he's just that good. And that's yeah, and, and that's like not I even think, like the like, I don't I'd rather kind of have like that roadmap like yeah I like surprises too but I don't need to be swerved at every turn I don't need Vince Russo swerves sometimes I kind of like to know the destination a little bit and sure. and then you can um like when you kind of get into it you get in that groove and the the people are playing their parts really well and you can appreciate that and the performance and I think of their that. Day. That right there is exactly what I think is the best part about wrestling is like at its worst or at its best, there are um, like, I don't know. There, there just there does seem to be things where it's like, you know, the good guy is going to end up on top. You know that we're going towards a, a direction of, of good versus evil. You know, it's a basic story at at any at any point in wrestling. It is a basic story, but it's just like how you tell it. You know, I, I'm with you. I don't want every promotion to reinvent the wheel uh, at any anymore. It's like, what? How? You know, what are you going to do? Put a six sided ring down there? Yeah, you don't need a reverse battle royal. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I don't need them to 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 do that. But there is like, you have such a template in front of you that's like, how are you going to tell this story? And like, so giving a story time to breathe, giving the audience a bit of credibility to be like, oh, you know, yes, yes, big dumb, big dumb guy want, big dumb guy want blood. But like, uh, yeah, you could you could give the audience some sort of like level of that respect of like you'll follow along where this story's going, uh, and it, I don't know. It, it's so easy to 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 just like lose a couple hours into uh, into some wrestling, but like just like 
speaking for like, you know, put on my pretentious hat here for a second. I have a creative writing degree. Like I, I, I'd say that I, you know, officially specifically, I paid a lot of money to, uh, to understand storytelling to like, I I've studied it. I, I, you know, I write, I'm a writer. Like I, there are only so many stories that exist. There aren't that many like different types of stories. And like, it's really rare when like someone even comes up with new wrinkles, like for like those major story archetypes that we have, mm-hmm. like in culture that we've had literally for thousands and thousands of recorded history. Um, so like that shouldn't be what you're looking for, but you should be looking for someone to tell that story in a really good, interesting way that keeps you interested. And then when they subvert those expectations in a good, interesting way, like for in like when stuff comes out of nowhere but is still cool and then tells a cool story like like AJ winning the title from Gender like that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere but was awesome or like then a year later Daniel Bryan winning the the title from AJ and turning heel and like all that stuff right now like you know look at what Daniel Bryan has going on Bryan, I will always call him Daniel Bryan it is impossible for me not to um Bryan Danielson's doing an AEW they're setting up a story of him like trying to overcome like the you know reach the top of the mountain and coming up just short he's had two time limit draws like in his two attempts at that title like that's a classic story of like someone coming so close and like just not getting there coming so close not getting there like so it's interesting to see like okay so what are they gonna do going along the way are they gonna stick through it with this story or not that's what makes it wrestling cool and interesting yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's all predicated, too, on the people who are telling that story in the ring and how they do it. Exactly. It's so like Brian's someone who's so good at it. And one of the things that always, like, I think one of the things I'll always, like, look back on and be like, no matter what happens, no matter what I'm watching or not watching, like, I will always love pro wrestling. And there's, like, certain memories that are tied to that feeling. And I remember the, I learned before school that Eddie Guerrero had died when he died. And I was just like, it blew me away because it was like, what? Like, he's the best and he's clean and he's sober and like he's on the fucking he's he's on the track. And I remember going to school and like so many people were wearing Eddie shit and were so upset, too. And I was just like, it's a thing that almost feels like you watch in silence, you know, or it's like. But it, it reminded me of like, oh, it's not like a character in a TV show died. A human being who put everything on the line for us died. And it was just like, that's something you're not going to get in other, maybe you'll get in other sports, but other sports are not nearly as entertaining as sports entertainment. And there's like certain things like that, that will always be like, no matter what I'm watching or when I'm watching, or if I fall out, I will always love pro wrestling because there's some, there's like a way deeper connection to like the performers because they can tell that story. And with Eddie, like that's something too, where it's like, you know, someone who can reach and reach and reach. He finally took that title off of, of Lesnar. Oh my God. And then like the next night, right. He's coming through the crowd and it's just everything. It's like, there's like this feeling of relief in the, in the fucking stadium, you know? And so like, there's something so much deeper that you can get connected to in wrestling. Yeah. And that's it, yo. But That's uh, that's your story. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thanks, Colin. But Quinn. I feel like the, there is one wrestle boy among us uh, who knows a disturbing amount of wrestling that might require medical attention. But we're gonna tap that vein. <laughs> oh. We're gonna tap that vein. 
Isai, what is your wrestle history? Before before we get into that, as Matt said, the most impressive thing about Isai is he can be staring at his phone during an entire match and then recap everything that happened in the match. <laughs> and I don't understand it. It's it is medical. It's eighty. There's something what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I, I, I kind of need that so my brain that. will like calm down. Yeah, no, I I I under I get it. It's just it's bonkers to me because I I am the exact opposite. If I look away for a second, I don't I don't know what happened at all. Yeah, same. I need so much stimuli for my brain just to like shut up. It's great. That's <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I pay attention. Like I also like AD, ADD very much. Like literally take Adderall for it. And I, if I'm not doing something else with my hands, then I, if I'm just watching a match, I will remember less than if I'm playing guitar at the same time or playing a game on my Switch somehow at the same time. I'll remember a match better than if I was just watching it. But dive in, Isai. Oh. Take us on a take us on a journey. All right. Tell us your literal whole life story. Yeah. <laughs> so strap in, everybody. Okay. So I mean, you can you can condense it. Yeah. So I it was just like it was just a thing. I guess I was into when I was like three years. I don't know why it was on. Hogan was a big deal. Like two three years old, Hogan was a big deal. I mean, I was two years two and like a half years old when Hogan and Warrior happened in nineteen ninety, and like. I had Hulk Hogan pajamas. I had a bunch of the Hasbro action figures of like Demolition, Jake the Snake, Randy <laughs> Savage. I remember when this is WrestleMania eight. Like I, I think we were watching it like on like a tape or something, or I don't remember how we were watching it. But like when Hulk Hogan or when um, Warrior came back and saved Hogan from Papa Shango and Sid Justice, my mom and I freaked out. Um, just it was always just a thing that was just like there. And I don't know mm. why. It just was. Um, I remember I went to a house show in 1992 at the BSU Pavilion. I saw Ric Flair's ass. You were four? Yeah. It was before Damn. I turned five. And so, yeah, it was um, – I saw Ric Flair's ass. I saw Macho Man. It was Macho Man versus Ric Flair. It was like that, like WrestleMania <laughs> – one, uh, he pulled his, I mean, I'm still. I'm assuming he pulled his trunks down. Yes, Ric Flair wasn't just having a fucking moment, was he? No, it was that that spot, like in the corner, going for the thing, shows his butt. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember I was up at the whatever the fuck it's called, the uh, concession stand, and my dad bought a big Kit Kat. This is the weird <laughs> stuff that I, I remember in my mind. My uh, my cousin, my uncle, and my aunt were there. Um, my cousin who's in prison right now, uh, mm. loves drugs. Oh. But um, would fit in well among those wrestlers. Yeah, we, I remember he had a Macho Man um, wrestling buddy. I had an Ultimate Warrior one. We brought them just to like fucking hell yeah. Do that. Uh, Undertaker was there, and he's kind of scared me a little bit, but like I kind of liked it. Um, and um, Nails, Nails beat up Virgil, and I that scared oh me because there's. There's that's the stuff you're not supposed to remember. Nails, I get seeing Ric Flair's ass will will stick in your brain. But that's not a match that a child's brain fucking holds yeah, on to. Yeah, I was so frightened of Nails as a kid because the, the storyline was that he beat the shit out of Big Boss Man. And they showed, like, these pictures of Big Boss Man all, like, like swollen and bloody and bruised. And I was like, I'm not Boss Man. <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, yeah, so it was just like it was there. Um, as I got, like, I just loved it as a kid. I mean, it's, it's Hogan. He was meant for kids. He was a cartoon character. He yeah. was a superhero, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. He was a superhero. Like these guys were just like, 
larger than life at the time. And so um, as I get older, I start kind of getting into other types of it. So Bret Hart was the guy that I just absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, when, as I started to get older and really liked wrestling, um, I really liked him. I loved Razor Ramon. Um, I loved Kevin Nash, Diesel, you know, HBK. I really liked those guys. I had a weird affinity for Tatanka. Um, okay. Really, I was real I mean, sad. he had an unbeaten streak for like what a year and a half. Two yeah, and then Ludwig Borga beat him. Exactly. That's the reaction I expect for a Ludwig <laughs> Borga name drop. Um, Sorry, I'm just googling real quick. Yeah, for it's sure. One of those names, like, oh yeah, that like, I have a ridiculous encyclopedia of knowledge too in my brain, and it's still one of those like I would never pull Ludwig Borga until you mention him. Then I'm like, oh yeah. Him. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, that's the kind of stuff I was getting into. And it was the new generation, like one, two, three kid. I liked. I, you know, I was just a big fan of that, and I always had like a little weird connection with like the, um, I guess like just, just like the the workhorses of it. Yeah, because I didn't like the some of the bigger guys, but I'm like, oh, like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like their stuff's always like super entertaining. And I was also into sports, and my dad was a, a professional boxer and a college wrestler. Um, and so, like, to me, like, those guys, like, oh, yeah, these guys, are, this is a little bit more of the real stuff. Like, the other stuff, it's, you know, it's fun, but, you know, they're doing all the cool stuff. And so I remember that. My dad really liked One, Two, Three Kid because my dad is very short. He's, like, mm-hmm. five foot two. He says five five, but, he, like, honestly, he's, like, five two and a half, <laughs> five three. He's a, he's a shoot five two. He's built at five five. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he liked one, two, three kid cause he was short. Granted, he's like <laughs> six foot six one. But, <laughs> and, but when but you're standing it, against Nash. Yeah. When you're next to fucking big diesel, big daddy cool, you're going <laughs> to look short. And so like my dad liked him. So I'm like, yeah, I like one, two, three kid. I remember very vividly the crybaby match where he got put in a diaper by Razor Ramon. Um, <laughs> and that, that was just the thing. Like, I just loved it. I never, like, I never stopped watching as like, as a kid, um, like in that era, even when it got bad, like it was going to clown and shit like that. Um, I got all the video games, like like the fucking Royal Rumble game on Sega. I had the WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game where like Undertaker shot demons. Cool. Um, Wait, was it like a side-scrolling beat-em-up? It was just a wrestling game, but they had powers uh, and shit. You know how Like Razor Ramon would do a chop, but his hand would turn into a a razor blade. I want a Streets of Rage like game with wrestlers. I think they were gonna do that at one point. Like, I don't God, remember that'd what be era, so but that sick. was a thing. Um, so just like yeah, I loved it. Um, I remember um, so vividly. Like my uncle, like I want to say my uncle Johnny got into wrestling um, probably even before because I had like an old Jesse the Body Ventura uh, LJN figure, which is like from the eighties before I was born. <laughs> and I had that, and I think was his. So maybe that's how um, I kind of got into wrestling was through him. Um, just it being on, maybe at the house. I don't know. I was probably just a kid, and they just put it on there, and I was like, "Yeah." So bit. your family, you said like your mom also like popped for a couple she things. Like, was it, it with family? Me. But it wasn't. She wasn't like, "All right, Eastside Wrestle Time." No, it was like, "This is what my son likes," so I'll sit there because gotcha. I was a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Mm, I want. I I was a mama's boy because my dad used to work nights, and so it's like, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, I got a protector. I'm like, you're a fucking five year old. Nothing's like, you can't do shit. <laughs> right, but that's a very five year old for, sort of mentality. Yeah, and too. then like, yeah. it's like, and then like, I like like the athletic stuff. I'm like, well, I got to make sure my dad knows I like the real stuff too. Really conflicted <laughs> kid. Um, <laughs> and then the attitude era comes in, like, you know, all about it. It's 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 hitting on a lot of things. I loved. Like, I started watching WCW when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also used to just watch it like in. Like the mid '90s, because on Saturday it was on at 4:05 on PBS, and it was Ooh. just wrestling. Like, I, like in my head, it's like, oh, this is the second-rate stuff, but it's wrestling, so I want to watch it. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. I got into WCW, saw that like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, NWO started. I remember watching the pay-per-view when they turned on, um, they turned on Savage, and they formed the NWO to that whole thing, Bash at the Beach '96. Uh, my friend had a cheater box. And so it, oh. it was on. And so, yeah, it was just super cool. It, just, it was always just the thing that was, like, I love. I remember, like, when my parents would try to, like, ground me. They'd ground me from watching wrestling. And so <laughs> I would I would pull the Zack and be there with, like, the like last channel button. So it's like, like what are you watching? Monday Night Football? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like they leave. Boop. Yeah. Punishment's never stuck. I just kind of did what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, as a kid, you learn how to be sneaky. Explains a whole lot of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I just was still a fan. I remember I used to get kind of mad at people who were getting into wrestling a little bit when I was a kid. It's like you didn't yeah. like it before, but now you want. Even talk though about- you were actively trying. Well, I guess that's not a kid. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like it's like you guys like didn't like this before, but now like you're saying, hey, it's a cool DX shirt. It's like you didn't like it before. You used to make fun of me <laughs> yeah. for being the wrestling guy, and now you want to talk about Stone Cold. That's not cool. You guys are you guys are mean. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So you've always you've always been somebody who it seems like has had and preferred to have the context of everything that else is going around in in wrestling. Yeah, like. I remember to, to kind of yeah yeah because I remember like when they would talk about like the NWO and they talk about NWO with Japan for whatever reason my family got like internet like way like way earlier than I think a lot of people did my dad also worked like at Micron as an engineer oh and, like, okay okay, okay yeah. so it's like I had computers and shit like forever um, and I remember like researching some of that stuff because I'm like what the fuck is this like, who are these guys. Um, same and like when we had like satellite TV, I used to just watch Lucha Libre because it was just on the Spanish channel on Saturday afternoons. And again, cool. it was wrestling. Like to me, that's like all it mattered. It was wrestling. Um, I was a WWF guy, especially throughout the the Monday Night Wars. But I would like local here in Idaho. At, from six o'clock to seven o'clock, I could watch the first hour of Nitro. From seven to nine, it was Raw. And then at nine o'clock, they would start the um, the replay of Nitro. So um, after we play, they do like an hour of Thunder in Paradise, uh, which was Hulk Hogan's show. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And then they would do the replay. And then as I like I was, you know, turning like 11, 12, 13. And I, I don't know. I just stayed up however fuck I wanted. So it didn't matter. And so it's like I would watch like the replay, like, you know, 10, 11 years old. It didn't matter. I was going to be awake. Who cares? And so I'd watch the replay. And then I it was just great. Around 2001. And I'm turning, I'm 13 at the time, going on 14, kind of start falling out of it a little bit. Um, like WCW, I remember like they got, like I remember when they got bought and I remember watching the simulcast a little bit and 
I had already kind of come out of it because I was really into sports at the time. Like I was mm-hmm. playing everything, um, you know, football, basketball, baseball, uh, boxing. I was just, just kind of split in time. But I remember watching like the Nitro feed and kind of in and out a little bit. I would still look online to see what's happening, but wasn't like watching as frequently. I'd catch it when I could. Um, what brought me back weekly... NWO came back to WWF <laughs> in 2002. No way out. I watched that, and then from there it was on again, and it was it stayed on even though like I was still like doing a lot of shit in school, got into music, all this stuff. I would record Raw or SmackDown on VHS tapes so I could still watch it. Well, and you even older, you would watch Raw on your phone while we were hanging out. Like you'd be. At a bar, watching it on your phone. Yeah, I just find out what happens. I have a weird, I have a thing with FOMO. Like, I feel like yeah. it, like the one week I, I don't watch is like the week right. like it all happens. Like everything's mm. gonna happen. It, it never yeah. did. <laughs> I really should like, especially like recently the little breaks I've taken. Nothing happened. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just still watch it. Um, moved to Boise in two thousand six. Uh, that's where I graduated high school. Um, and I just started making everybody watch wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Monday, it used to be like $6 large pizzas at Papa John's. So we'd all go get pizza, bring it back to the house, and we'd watch Monday Night Raw. And like Gabe and Fabian, like some of our friends, and like Gabe's brother, like these are just people I grew up with, like they would come over and watch wrestling. And then us just being dumbass 18 year old kids in our first like college apartment, we'd start like <laughs> wrestling around in like the fucking living room and like hitting each other with like you know pans and shit and breaking tables yeah breaking tables <laughs> and so that happened for like part of the first year i started falling out of it again um a little bit um like the dx second run was kind of cool like i liked that i don't know why but like <laughs> i kind of started falling out again around like 2007 ish um and then I started really hanging out with, like, Brady, like our friend Brady, PeterWrestling.com. <laughs> and she was like, oh, um, you like wrestling? Because I saw he had a game. Like, yeah, I, I watch that all the time. But then he started diving really in because he was, like, kind of out. And then it just, like, from there, it was been, like, a snowball. Then mm-hmm. I really got into it. Started really diving into dirt sheets. Started doing a lot of shit like that. And so what started just as like something that was just always there and I kind of my escape. I never got into comic books, never got Mm -hmm. into superheroes, never got into shit like that because I I had it. It was wrestling. It was Mm -hmm. always wrestling to me. Um, That's what then like it became almost like an obsession. Mm -hmm. And to the point where it's like then I started diving into other stuff. I remember like this was years, years before. I remember going on like LimeWire or Kazaa or whatever, and I liked Paul London and Brian Kendrick. And so I just searched for their matches. I'm like, what did that happen? Like, what was the stuff there before? So I found online like Ring of Honor. So I'm like, what is that? So I would search for their matches and I found like fucking Paul London and Spanky matches from like Ring of Honor. I'm like, this is fucking cool. And like I saw a house show in, or not even a house show, it was a SmackDown show. And Paul London was like on Velocity and he was outside and I met him, got his autograph. I'm like, hey, I really like some of the stuff you had. In Ring of Honor that I saw, and he was like, you "Watch that Ring of Honor stuff." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, like I found it online. It was really cool." 
Did Ring of Honor have a TV thing back then? Uh, tapes. It was started okay. by Rob Feinstein of RF Video. He's a piece of shit. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he the yes. porn dude? No. That's Rob oh, Black okay. from XPW. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this if you guy, want to know all about uh, Ring of Honor's history, since they're seemingly dead. done in their current in- incarnation as of like a couple weeks ago, Cultaholic actually just did a good like yes. entire history oh. of Ring of Honor in like 20 Tight. minutes video. Tight. Okay, um, cool. And so, um, yeah, I just dove into it. And then, like, with Brady, um, we were diving into other stuff. Um, it was a little bit hard for me to get into a lot of indies because everything just looked like trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's still my problem with GCW sometimes. And so, um, and then also, like, I was just, like, I love the style of work of, like, Bret Hart and, like, um, John Michaels. It's very polished. And sometimes some of these, like, especially at that time, it's like, these guys are just, like, just doing a bunch of high spots for no reason. Like, why? And I got over that. But that, that was, like, one of my first, like, big gripes of indie wrestling. Like, oh, I'm like, everything's cool, but it's like, nothing means anything. It's like, where's the story? But then, you know, you find out, like, what they're doing, get invested with them. Then you're like, oh, there it is. Okay. You understand it more. So I remember watching, like, Ring of Honor on HD Net with, like, Brady. Um, like, getting into stuff like PWG and Chikara. Um I remember I watched the first like stuff I watched from New Japan was like Wrestle Kingdom Seven. I watched the the match with Loki, um, with Loki, Burgle, and Kota Ibushi. And that's where Loki came out uh, dressed as the Hitman, like in the video game character, like in the suit. Uh, okay, that's what like, forty seven. Yeah, and that's what got oh, yeah. me um, into that, and so that's why I really kind of dove in there. Saw like Gallows was over there, like they're doing Bullet Club. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. And so, like, I remember watching all that stuff and kind of getting into it more and more. And then, like, Wrestle Kingdom 9 hit, and that was like the one they showed in the States and everything. Um, and so, I partnered with GFW and blah, blah, blah. Was, was that the Nakamura Finn match? Was that nine? Wrestle Kingdom 9 was um, the main event was Shin, uh, Shinsuke, it was um, Tanahashi versus Okada. The semi-main was Kota Ibushi versus Shinsuke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so, yeah. And then, obviously, it just it just kept growing. I, I found how much I loved shoot interviews. Uh, Bacha Mania was a, also a big, big part of watching <laughs> wrestling for me. Um, because it just... It also showed you other wrestling. And you'd see this mm-hmm. other shit. And you're like, oh, wait. This mm-hmm. is like where this guy came from is here. And so you kind of start seeking stuff out. And that's how I always was, especially when I was like a, a when I was younger. It's like I found out like a band like Thursday. They're like, oh, we really like these bands. So I'm like, okay, I want to find out the band I love, what bands they love. Yeah. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Totally. And mm-hmm. so that's what I would start doing. And that's like where I kind of got like into some of the older wrestling stuff and finding out all this other shit. And then Yeah, like who influenced the guys I like. Yeah. And then just go dive just as deep into those. Exactly. And then yeah. That's just it. Then it's like we started this podcast, which was great. Uh, it's my second attempt at a wrestling podcast. First was with Brady, <laughs> uh, HeatherWrestling.com. It was actually called the Heater Podcast. It was Brady's idea. He just won. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, now Brady's the most jaded wrestling fan I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then now it's like I, I watch wrestling. Um, I took a break after the, like when Hit Row and stuff got released. I was just real bummed out because it's just been so many releases. It just, Kind of yep. hurts you after a while. Like you're just like I yeah. just want to tune out. 
also it's like a lot of wrestling fans are one of some of the reasons that make me want to tune out of wrestling i hate mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling fans and a lot of the discourse just becomes like almost like personal attacks that start happening and then just a lot of the wrestlers are shitheads um mm-hmm. yeah and so that that's kind of what draws me out a little bit and that's why i needed to take a break i was also becoming very jaded about almost all wrestling um as yeah. we've talked about already today it's like nxt was kind of like the show like we all were like yes and so when it yep. changed it's just like well the thing i really like's not there um i was so into the idea of AEW at the beginning of it that i felt burned mm-hmm. by it later yeah where, yeah where, they made a lot of promises that they could not where, and they just if they wouldn't have made the promises it probably i probably would have been a lot happier with it but yeah because yeah, you you went to the first all out i went you to were... i went to all in like mm-hmm. all yeah in. before yeah, they're even a thing like I went to I Brady and I like went to Bola 2016 because we wanted to see Cody wrestle. It's like I was so in on Whoa. the idea of yeah, hundred percent. It's like we wanted to Co- watch Cody. Cody on the Indies when like that's the first big news story I really remember after getting back into wrestling was Cody's release and then like that like the list and he, he called put out shot. and stuff and yeah and like he was super like he's the most interesting thing in wrestling at that point. No one had no one was doing that. That's like, that's true. That's, you really think about how quickly the wrestling world has changed mm-hmm. since we even since since we started the podcast, and then even you know it was like a year before that when I started paying attention again. Like we like at times during this podcast didn't think AEW would have been like a possibility. Like yeah, we we said like oh, yeah they're not going to do their own promotion like that that seems so far fetched mm-hmm. and like. Look at where they're at now. They have, mm-hmm. they have like the wrestlers they have. They have Brian Danielson. They have they got CM, CM Punk. Punk to come. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's you would have never imagined that four years ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I recently took a little bit of a break, but other than that, I mean, it's been pretty steady for the last thirty fucking years. You know, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's something too. That's like maybe a good. I th- I imagine Isai. So for you, when you were when you finally resigned to this thing of like, I just need a break. I am not enjoying it like I used to. Is there that part of your younger self that you felt like, no, that FOMO? If if something fucking happens, I put thirty years into this shit. I don't want to miss. It. Or at this point, are you kind of like, whatever happens, I'll pick. Well, it up. um, so kind of. I mean, I took a break. Like I would like have like even when I was taking a break. I mean, like, I work during both, like, NXT 2.0 and AEW. So mm-hmm. I just would put it on my phone and just casually glance, but I wasn't, like, actively, like, wanting to go watch stuff. I was, yeah. um, I was watching shoot interviews and stuff I enjoy. Like, I watched a four-hour Fandango shoot interview. Four hours. I heard it was really good. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, just stuff like that was really kind of getting me by with it. Um, just little things like that. And so... It wasn't necessarily that I was like 100% done. Also, it was like football season for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I got that to watch. Um, UFC is on like every fucking Saturday. So it's not like I was uh, missing any content. And I would still go to the dirt sheets. Big, I'd know what was happening. Yeah, And right. if something kind of piqued my interest, I'd watch a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I wasn't like actively like in like the fucking shit of like the IWC, the internet wrestling community. <laughs> and so, and I think that's helped out a lot. And then, like I said, a lot of, I think what bugs me is just like, and what like takes me out is like a lot of the discourse and the fans. And it's yeah. like, 
it's like guys we don't work for either side so it's like mm-hmm. you don't see like we won tonight it's like you it's it's just so strange to me with that mm-hmm. and i think also like i said it just almost becomes like people just trying to insult each other and it's like i don't know like with so sports fandom i i kind of get it because like you're kind of talking shit but then like each side knows you're just talking shit like i i tell my friend flex all the time like fuck you, fuck the Cowboys, blah blah blah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. he tells me the same shit. But like, it's not ever personal. Where it's like people yeah. take this shit so personally, and when you start like ragging on, I'm just gonna throw out a name. I'm not even ragging on this person, but like if I would rag on Hook, <laughs> right? People would probably start like fucking like. Oh, pers- you would. People you would, would. People would dig up your old tweets and cancel you if you said anything negative about Hulk, Hook. They wouldn't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> I scrubbed it good. Um, <laughs> Thank you, time hop. But, <laughs> um, but no, no it, it's yeah, like sure. it's stuff like that. It's like I, I'd say one thing about Hook. It's like, oh, I'd rather watch a Braun Breaker match than Hook. The next thing you know, it's like, shut up, you dumb fat ass. It's like, oh, whoa, easy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People will come for the throat. Like I, I agree, man. That's the thing that's crazy. Like wrestling for sure has always been. Uh, you know, it's always drawn the people who are a little on the outside who didn't feel like they were, you know, the people who feel like they see what we see in wrestling feel like they're special because there's something that other people don't see that they get. And then, yeah, they make it their fucking identity. And it gets and I, I think almost like the fast. same reason that, like, all of us have gotten into some forms of alternative music, too. Mm-hmm. You almost have that kind yeah. of feeling. Oh, yeah. And it's like it's um, it's like, oh, it's just special because it's mine. There's mm-hmm. something about me that I feel like other people don't get. And there's something about this that other people don't get. So I'm going to gravitate towards this. Like, yeah. for sure. It makes sense. And so, and I guess as I get older, it's like, I like to talk shit to people. And I always do it in good fun. But then it's like, I just see some of this discourse and some of this shit. I'm just like, everybody, just please stop. Yeah. And, Be, but in, in that, you don't talk shit to strangers. You talk shit to your friends. Yeah. And people, I think that would be able to, like, I don't know, razz me back. And it's all in good fun. Yeah, and, but then it's just like you start getting these people who are just like being antagonistic about it. And it's like this isn't like what I want in wrestling. This isn't making me want to go and seek out this stuff. And it's like then you get like almost again the same thing happens in I was just like in hardcore and everything yeah. else is that like you get people who are like so up their own ass about it. Yeah, and that's what I and it's like I especially like try new- to avoid to be that. Yeah, it's like New Jack uh, uh, gatekeepers. Yes, they like they're like two years into it, and they're like, "Yeah, you're dumb," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yo, you don't you don't really know shit, bud." Yeah, it. it I mean, this. I'll just even say it here. I don't know if they'll listen. But it's like when people were talking, like somebody that I was in a chat with was like, um, just like antagonistically, kind of like pokes fun at something else that somebody else likes. It was, NXT, mm-hmm. it was like NXT UK. It's my British friend Jordan, and they were yeah. talking shit. And then they tried to bring up this wrestler Nakajima, who's in pro wrestling Noah. And I made a mm-hmm. joke about Eddie Edwards being better because Eddie Edwards uh-huh. is the only guy's gender ever won the GHC title, and they beat Nakajima for it. And they're like, like, oh yeah, the, Nakajima smashed him. It's like you're trying to be pretentious, but you don't even know that Eddie Edwards won the title. It's like, don't do that. Like, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuff like that. It's like people get up their own ass, and it's like, yeah, like you can watch as 
like start like following like the shitty dirtiest indies. Like we got Wrestle Club here. I can tell you some Wrestle Club stuff. You want to know about it? Does it make me cool? No offense to them. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. a super local indie. Yeah, you don't get indie cred points. Like it's not a thing. It's the same yeah. thing with hardcore people, especially like when Turnstile. This is very of like on topic right now. Like at least yeah. in hardcore Turnstile was just on Seth Meyers. Yeah, and it fucking ripped. Yeah, it was so sick. And like the the Turnstile Love Connection. That's a fucking just hardcore song. Yep. Yeah, but, no, it's bad brains. Yeah, it's bad brains. It's a hardcore song, one thousand percent. And the first one, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a like every hardcore song that they play. They play two songs, then but, they play a fucking just hardcore song on like yep. network television like it's yep. so fucking cool like why can't we like, just be stoked on that yeah like ceremony has been on seth meyers before but it was when they were in their like brit rock phase it was yeah, off of like, zoo kind of i was gonna say was that off um, of, like zoo? I was gonna say. yeah th- it was off of zoo and i love zoo but it's not is they seth, is seth playing... meyers a closet punk i think he might be same here um, but him and Fred Armisen yeah. just real fucking stoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. like, like, yeah, the turnstile discourse I haven't seen because I have my hardcore Twitter is very curated. Um, see, but my personal Twitter is seen... very curated for wrestling. It's when I mm-hmm. log into our Twitter that it goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. but yeah, it's like turnstile is a hardcore band. Uh, they're pushing the boundaries of what hardcore can be, and they are uh, incredible. Awesome and a lot of their their a lot of the stuff on it, like yeah, it's just they're just integrating other elements and and, and it sounds like they've almost like from the beginning. It sounds the the bones are there. Like I don't know, I'm a turnstile head. Like I fucking love that new record and i love that band and yeah it's dumb yeah. don't they're they're hardcore and it's just, it's the same thing as these people that like have it's like the, well, the, the new jacks like you said like they get yeah. like oh this isn't hardcore it's like it's like did you fucking listen to that shit it's like when zach and i went to the my brother my brother and me show and the people behind us, they're like, oh, so who's your favorite? I was like, Kevin Owens. And they're like, oh, you mean Kevin Steen? I was like, no, Kevin no, Owens. I mean Kevin Owens. That's <laughs> who I watch right now. That's not his name right now. Um, yeah. yeah I was, it's the same thing. The people who will be like, oh, I guess since Kevin signed, I won't be watching any more Kevin Owens matches. I was hoping I'd see Kevin Steen. Or people who like actively on purpose will say like, Oh yeah, is Claudio still there? It's like you don't know the dude. His name's Cesaro, do you? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like come on. Like I say, Punishment Martinez, just because for whatever reason, that's it's a all funny I, name. That's all I can so fucking remember because I just remember yeah. him in Ring of Honor. Yeah, like yeah. I call him Daniel Bryan because like I just it's too similar for my brain to remember <laughs> yeah. to yes. say Brian Danielson. Yeah, honestly, I think that's something that has made me like that I've consistently the thing that's kept me consistently enjoying this show is that we like as much as stuff of like uh, us doing this show is that like we have in our brains like anyone does those moments of pretension of like that's not what I like so it's not good but I think we're all also willing to admit that that's not that our opinion of wrestling isn't the entirety whole of wrestling mm-hmm. it's like there's so much more uh to it if you don't like something wait two months and you might like what's going on and it's like if someone likes something dope let them like it it's okay to like things yeah if yeah. like as much as i do not get it oh fuck who's the other member of dangerous techers uh east side that's terrible 
um, besides yeah i understand like i don't understand why people like tai chi ex- until dangerous techers because that group is that tag team is actually really good I and he's doing good work people in it. like tai but, chi and like ta- i'll say tai chi's gotten a lot better as a wrestler um, is it because it's funny to like tai chi yeah well i is and like- because of people anime kids love tai chi because he fucking tuxedo mask shit that he does okay like, and then that, also like that, his, his valet mio habe or mio well, mio abe so like i don't i don't personally connect with that at all yeah like, but i uh, it's either. sick that if for some reason a, an anime an anime kid gets into wrestling now because tai chi fucking dresses up as tuxedo mask yeah like i, I that's cool like i don't get it but that's awesome yeah. for you yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people like things because it's kind of silly to like them. Like Wardlow, like Corbin, like well, like like Wardlow, and like I think the hook thing, at least the people I follow, it's like a half joke. It's like yes, this kid's hot and he's good and he looks cool. Um, if he sucks at wrestling, we're still gonna love him. Yeah, uh, because of his would- presence. You'd almost like him in a different way if he sucked at wrestling. Like yeah. if after all that buildup, Hook was then trash in the ring. <laughs> I, like you would almost love him for that in a different way. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Just like just like yeah. I, I I legitimately like love the idea of Baron Corbin. Yeah. Like, and we've t- we've talked about this. Like and then when he was like the sad depressed Corbin is like finally they're doing what I want them to do with him. <laughs> Best um, work in his career. Yeah, like, you know, there's always that little piece of like, ooh, if like maybe, maybe there's something weird that I can connect. Yeah, totally. So I one thing I do want to before we wrap this up, before we before we get the go home. So Isai, for you, what kind of gets your motor running in wrestling and what conversely is the thing that. Uh, well, we've talked about it. Wrestling fandom is the the biggest thing that will pull you out. Yeah, of it. wrestling like, fans really the... make me not like to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> but what is on the opposite side of that? What always makes you fucking hyped? Um, always makes me a rally match. Um, <laughs> no, just yeah, the Messiah of the back, the Messiah of the backbreaker, mostly. Even to his wife, yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> lucky lady. Uh, she, hey, she she came back. Yeah, was jacked yeah. and looks good. Yeah, like um. So, I don't know. I guess good technical matches that do tell stories. Um, I mean, growing up a Bret Hart fan, like, that's what I love about Bret. And uh, this is, I'm just going to dive into it right now just for, just to dip my toe in the water. The reason mm-hmm. that I think that Bret is better than Shawn is because Shawn Michaels had certain matches, and while he was a great seller, you knew exactly what was happening in these matches. Bret Hart mm-hmm. would change things around just enough for each guy that, like, sometimes when you think he'd turn right, he turns left, but it makes so much more sense. Okay. And it, it's it's very, very specific. And I've watched just so many of both of their matches that mm-hmm. it's like I can kind of pinpoint this stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, my list is 100% personal and very, I am not well, no, solidified. No, no, no that, that, that's anything. why mine's, that's why it's, it's a personal, like, why I think that he is. But it's, yeah. it's just little things like that. Um, but no, like, that always gets me going. It's like a good, nice, just technical, cool story. Um I do love like really getting invested into a person and kind of when you get uh, a little bit of the real person in with their wrestling character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, like, you know, stuff like Kevin Owens does it a lot. And I, I really like it. Um, yeah. Even like Sami Zayn, like mm-hmm. even when he's being like, so like when there's like these like 
oddly very normal human traits that get portrayed in wrestling. At the end of the day, like Sami Zayn, whether he's a heel or face, really just wants to be liked and yeah. wants to be yeah, appreciated. Exactly. He's, and he's, he's always insufferable. Yeah. His storyline with Brock right now is literally perfect because like, it is exactly who you hear Sami is as a person in real life is like this person who is maybe saying the right things and stuff, but says them too much and too loud at you. And you are just want them. And to he's there just up. like shaking like, you and just like, ah. <laughs> you're like, sir, I, it's, it's my job. I'll get fired. If I don't throw these old hamburgers away, I'll get fired. Yeah, it's the Wendy's please. Yeah. Please, give me story. the fucking burgers. I'll eat yeah, them. The sto- I'll feed them. Yeah, The story from a yeah. Yeah, his podcast, no stuff like that. It's like, I really love stuff. That's so it's like a, a, an odd glimpse into things or like long term storytelling. Um, I also love big meaty dudes slapping me. I love like the mm-hmm. like uh, more sportsy aspect of wrestling um, too. Like that gets me like a Walter Ilya drag off match. I love how violent that can be without having mm-hmm. to go into deathmatch territory. And to me, yeah. I think it's even more violent because it's just it's a competition. Yeah. Well, so like the nice sports brain takes over on those. A thing on a thing on just that specific thing is I can show someone a death match and I can show someone a Pete Dunn match and the Pete Dunn match does more to them than the death match. For sure. Yeah. Just because the finger I, stuff. The finger stuff specifically, like because you, I, I've, it's because I've you have a connection in your people. head of what yeah. it's supposed to feel like. It's like you yeah. bend well, a finger and fuck. You don't. You've never got a feeling like light tube. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You you were going first. No, I was just saying. And the thing, like with with Pete Dunne too, is like, or when you're watching those matches, is you'll get into what's going on if you're paying attention. If you care to pay attention, you'll begin into what's going on. And then, so by the time that he's doing the finger spot, you're already hooked in, and you're like, "Ooh, no, that hurts." But if you're watching a death match thing, and it's just one, like, "Oh, he went through the the light tubes." Now he's getting hit with a cinder block. There's less of a an A to B to being like, "Wow." how we got to this point and this really painful look. And that's why like, um, like storytelling wise, what I liked when wrestling and just being such a Bret Hart fan, I watched uh, a GCW show a while back and it was um, Alex Cologne and forgot who the other guy was. They did a Spanish fly, which is like a flipping rock bottom or whatever off of the top rope into like light tubes. That was like a one count. And then the fucking finish was a schoolboy. Like a roll up, yeah. and so yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, what is happening? Like this does yeah, like, yeah. It, uh, but no, like unless this, you t- it just you, does not compute. You have to tell the story of like, oh the you know they that guy can do these big things, but he's bad at. He's, you have to literally tell the story of he's bad at wrestling. Yeah, like for that sort of yeah. sense, and like that's just missing a lot of times. Yeah. But no, like I'm a, I'm a big sucker for a good work rate match. I was also a big ruthless aggression head. Um, I do love long drawn out like edge matches too. Was again mm-hmm. story. Yeah, challenge. I I like that edge Randy match yeah, that was like fucking way too long. Yeah, me too. Um, just that was, like, that was the turning story. point. And let, let me, that was the turning point where everyone was like, "Is Randy not the worst piece of shit in the world?" Yeah, that was a that? That big was turning point for a lot of people. That's when he said Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, yeah. and they said that he's like talked to people, learning like grew. I'm like, thank you, Randall. Um, he was like, I'm so grateful to have friends like Kofi who've like shown me like where I've been fucked up before. Like, Jesus, dude. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Learning. Um, An adult learning. Wow. I, yeah. I think I also just like really like, I don't know, I start connecting with wrestlers that I've just been watching for so long. Like Johnny yeah. Gargano. Um, just watched him for years. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, like Kevin Owens. Like these guys that I've just seen like develop from like just being like guys in the indies to like becoming big stars and like 
seeing like learning a little bit more about them through like interviews and other me- like mediums like you know up up down down or YouTube or other documentaries like even like guys like the Young Bucks like I like I really really just like I, I've watched them like I remember when they were on TNA as Generation Me like I remember that mm-hmm. shit and yeah. just being like. like- Go ahead. You could say like a group like the Street Profits. Yeah. Like, look how look how far they've come. Like since we've started this podcast, like they weren't on TV. Yep. They were just the the guys with the the fun Snapchat gimmick that they do, did at, at house shows for NXT. Like they're legitimate like main event like quality tag team now, and they're and are going to go further than that. Like Montez is, has all you know the signs that he's going to be a single star eventually. He's going to be the world mm-hmm. champion. Um, but no, just I don't know that stuff. I mean, just wrestling in general. I yeah. to the point where like, that's... I, 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 especially when stuff stuff like this happens, and I'll kind of use this to wrap it up. And this is the mindset I, I was want I want to get back into, especially after a little bit of a break. Um, Jenna was at a was at Walmart, and she wanted to go look for a certain like AEW figure that she wanted, and um, you saw a kid there in a WWE shirt. Like, not mm-hmm. even, like, a wrestler. Just, like, a shirt that had, like, the WWE logo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so excited that they had a John Moxley. And he said, like, Ooh. he was, like, he, like, ra- like, grabbed off the thing, like, ran to his mom. Like, they got it. They, like, just so happy. Like, doesn't care about any of the bullshit. He's yep. just happy yeah. that, like, they got the figure that he wanted. Because, want to know why? It's wrestling. Yep. And he loves wrestling. That's yep. what I want to be again. I just want to love wrestling. And mm-hmm. people will be like, well, what about WWE Sports Entertainment? The fuck off. Like, literally, the second word in their name is wrestling. Like, yep. just, like, yeah. fuck off. Like, I don't need that shit anymore. Um, yeah. I just want to enjoy 100%. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when you dig in, every company's bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. except for, like, independent ones. But, even like, even then, some of those are even worse. Even, yeah. <laughs> some of the ones yeah. of those, like, fucking Pro Wrestling Eve, where it was like, oh, this one, but this one's, I'm sure it's fine. Their, their founder ended up being an abusive piece of shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, it's literally. Every every part of the world, there's going to be someone. Every like that's the thing. Yep. Yeah. And every, every, like, just part of the, like, yeah. the like the kid friendly, family friendly lucha comic book show. Yeah. Mike Wackenbush. Don't you? Don't. Yeah. That's the thing. Don't ever let yourself fall in love with a wrestling company. <laughs> yeah. It's always the it's always the people there that are they're putting on the show for you. That support you, you, people well, you like. Well, support wrestling. Before like, before we wrap this up, there is one wrestling company that you should fall in love with. Yeah, and that is Prestige Pro Wrestling. Well, of course, really should love especially if they're the are doing Northwest. things. Yeah. They're doing things in the Northwest. They're doing things for the independent wrestling scene that you have only ever fucking. Dreamed. I'm gonna get and to guess see what? Alex Shelley guess versus what? Castle. Like, that's guess, fucking cool. Guess what? Guess who's an official sponsor? Us. Us, Us. four Rosalind guys. Too, baby. We're we're sponsoring three, Rosalind too. Prestige three guys and a baddie beyond the binary. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm still guys sometimes. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> us four people. Yeah, us four diggity dogs. But yeah, it's gonna be cool. I wish I could go. Um, I think it's sold out. Standing room only is available. That's it. That's okay. what I have anyways. I don't care. But I, I like yeah. standing room because I want to be away from people as much as possible. But we've had William on the show before. Yep. Uh, on genuinely, uh, he said really I saw his cool. first show. Yeah, yeah, 
genuinely so excited that we get genuinely so yeah. excited that we get to be a, a sponsor for the Roseland Two show, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna be broadcasting it some somehow, some yeah. some point. So get your little digits on there and log into whatever you gotta log into, and while it's in February, yeah. we got time. February twentieth, and yeah, I mean, that, like you know, that's somebody that's trying to do pro wrestling right and. Like doing it for the fans and like for yep. people who want to watch wrestling. For myself, yeah. for my fans. And somebody that also like grew up like in like punk and hardcore and all this stuff too. So it's like, yeah, you know they're gonna have the work ethic and they're gonna and they've been a great person as far as that. And so hey, support people who are doing cool things. Support pro wrestling. Support independent wrestling. Support independent wrestlers. Support just wrestlers. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You don't have to get Absolutely. fucking AEW tattooed on your butthole, but you can yeah. love the people, there's so much, people that are there. There's so much to love when it comes to pro wrestling. And yeah. I, that going forward, that's what the goal of this show is to be, is to highlight the it's things about, that we love about pro wrestling. And maybe some of the things and, we hate. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, you can't have love without hate, yep. and uh, you can't have 1995 WCW without 2000 WCW. Mm-hmm. Probably 1989 WCW. You don't, 1995 yeah. was a very bad year for them. But it, going yeah. back to me, that's that's Nin- my that's my nineteen ninety five is just the worst year in pro wrestling in general. It was a bad year in pro wrestling. You can hate <laughs> that year. That's fine. WWF was measuring <laughs> house shows in high school auditoriums. <laughs> Golden age. Matt, do you want to know what else the show is going to be about? Yeah, it's going to be about drive. It's going to be about power. What? It's going to be about staying hungry. Ah. And devouring. And devouring. Yep. Thank you to The Rock for our new <laughs> for, uh, for, for theme rapping. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, actually to wrap this up, um, next week we're going to be diving in on uh, the official list of the top 20 WrestleBoys wrestlers. Our, what we, our definitive list of who we think is the very, very best. So is it going to be who we think is the very best or who we are to say these are the WrestleBoys' favorites? I guess you'll have to tune in next yes. week and find <laughs> out. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you for, for, uh, for coming back. Or if this or, is the... uh, sticking with us or being new. Yeah. Again, um, feel free to start here. Yes, hit yeah. us up online. Uh, genuine, Zach, what are the socials? <laughs> genuine WrestleBoys at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, at WrestleBoysCast on Twitter and at Genuine WrestleBoys on Instagram. Leave us yeah, you, rate, review, subscribe. Oh, sir, so phone number is 208 860. If there's things in wrestling that you do. Is it 860? No. Getting close. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> Um, yeah, if there's things in wrestling that you love and want us to talk about, fucking let us know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we're back and better than ever, just like Eric. Fish. We got a knack for making things better. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's that's it. That's it. That's the show. So thank you all for listening. And Russell Boys three sixteen says Spider Man is Jizz Joy. <laughs> <laughs>